5W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Americans have done it again. They've hit the brakes on spending. Retail sales tumbled last month. It's the second consecutive month they've done so, underscoring how inflation and the rising cost of using credit cards slowed consumer activity over the crucial holiday shopping season. The Commerce Department says retail sales fell 1.1% in December, following a revised 1% drop in November. In October, retail sales ticked up 1.3%, Helped by early holiday shopping. Correspondent Jeremy House, inflation continues to rage, although at a somewhat slower pace. On the wholesale level, prices rose 6.2% last month, year over year. Microsoft trimming its payroll, cutting some 10,000 jobs. A Republican congressman puts the Biden administration on notice, saying it had better comply with congressional requests for information. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, who now serves as the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, has made it clear that he intends to hold the Biden administration accountable. Last Friday, he lost an investigation into President Biden's handling of classified documents, and now on Tuesday, he sent out seven letters to various members of the administration regarding their previous habits of ignoring requests for communications and documents. These letters renew those requests. Now that Republicans are, in fact, in the majority, they have the power of subpoena. Bernie Bennett, Washington. Protecting children, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says it's one of his top priorities. Abbott was sworn in for a new term eight months after a gunman with an AR-15-style rifle killed 19 children and two teachers at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Parents must know that their children are going to be safe when they drop them off at school every single morning. Abbott did mention the shooting itself during his inaugural address. That's correspondent Ed Donahue. On Wall Street, stocks are higher. The Dow is up 45 points, the Nasdaq ahead 112 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Leslie Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. Tokyo's high court has upheld the acquittal of three senior executives of the Tokyo Electric Power Company, charges stemming from the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster. Prosecutors argued that based on the assessments, huge seawalls should have been built to protect the reactors from a possible tsunami. Judges in Tokyo, though, backed the opinion of a lower court in finding the reports not to be credible. The former executives have been defending themselves from charges of professional negligence since 2016, when a panel of randomly chosen citizens indicted them. The BBC's Nick Marsh. Thousands of nurses in Britain have walked out today in a new protest over pay. No end in sight to a wave of strikes that has piled pressure on the UK's overburdened public health system. 
to 12-hour strikes today and tomorrow, affecting about a quarter of hospitals and clinics in England. News and analysis, townhall.com. One Montana state lawmaker takes a stand for life. The Montana legislature is considering the proposal by Senator Keith Regeer. He argued during a committee hearing Tuesday that the phrase individual privacy in the state constitution should also refer to unborn babies that are individuals who have rights that should not be infringed upon. State efforts to regulate abortion became more urgent after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in June in the Dobbs versus Jackson case to leave abortion up to the states. Keith Peters reporting. A helicopter crash in a Kiev suburb earlier today killed 18 people, including the Ukrainian interior minister and several children. That helicopter went down near a daycare center. There has been no word yet on the cause of the crash, whether it was an accident or perhaps a result of Russian aggression. So again, on Wall Street this hour, the S&P is up 18 points. More on these stories, townhall.com. Morning, everybody. Mostly cloudy today, breezy, too, with highs and mild in the upper 40s, inland 50 at the shoreline. Tonight, mostly to partly cloudy skies, overnight low 32. Tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy, precips develops by late morning. Wintry mix is possible initially before precipitation changes to rain. Highs will be in the low 40s. Friday, chance of morning rain showers, possibly a wintry mix. Mostly to partly cloudy in the afternoon, highs in the low 40s. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great safe and healthy Wednesday. 46 in Norwich, 48 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. Another Norwich City Council meeting was held last night and again no action on whether to approve newly purchased land in Occam to become a business park. Alderman put off a vote until February 21st to review the plan further. Dozens of Occam residents oppose the plan and at least two councillors have voiced opposition as currently presented. The athletic department at UConn operated at a $53 million deficit in the 2022 fiscal year. Part of the deficit attributed to the $13 million paid to former men's basketball coach Kevin Ollie over his firing in 2018. The report also reflects the poor 2021 season of the football team, which only won a single game, posted an operating loss of over $13 million. They're getting better, so hopefully the finances of the football team will get better. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee delivered the 2023 State of the State Address at the Rhode Island State House last night. McKee drew a standing ovation when he called for the General Assembly to send a bill to his desk banning assault-style weapons. He also proposed reducing the Ocean State sales tax from 7% to 6.85% and delaying a scheduled increase in the gas tax. The governor also called on the legislature to work with them on housing production and affordability, calling housing one of the most critical issues facing Rhode Island. Breeze Airways will offer nonstop flights from Rhode Island to Richmond, Virginia this spring. Flights will be available Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, beginning May 18th. On the 17th of May, Breeze is going to start uh, nonstop flights to Los Angeles. That'll be on Saturdays and Wednesdays. One-stop service to L.A. on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. The airline currently offers nonstop service to six destinations from Rhode Island. Mostly cloudy, breezy, 50 today, 46 in Norwich at 10.07. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Kausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. One of the most popular country personalities today is celebrating a birthday. Uh, Dolly? Dolly! 
Love Dolly. Dolly 77 today. Woo! God bless her. Good Lord. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Just a nice individual. She's a lovely woman, yes. Helps out a lot of people. Yes, she does. And the opposite of somebody lovely is somebody that you may despise or hate. Probably. I know hate is a Who's terrible that? word. Who's that? Don't say hate. Don't say hate. Well, if there's somebody that really uh, upsets you, the Toronto Zoo. Toronto Zoo. Why would I hate the Toronto Zoo? No, you don't have to zoo. Conservancy is giving jilted lovers, disgruntled employees, the chance to name a cockroach <laughs> in honor of someone who truly ah, bugs yes. them for Valentine's That's Day. That's right. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's a present, huh? Ah. Naming opportunities are not limited to exes. You can name a, a, a roach Neighbor. after your boss, an ex-friend, oh, relative. I that. Somebody you worked in radio that's, um, you know, whatever you want to do. To name a cockroach. Show host, middays. Tur- yeah, show host, middays <laughs> on uh, si- Fridays. Uh, <laughs> to, to name a cockroach, Torontonians can go online and select, dedicate your donation select in honor of, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Once everything is filled out, there will be the option to email a card to that person. <laughs> so they know they're a cockroach? Or print out the oh, digital certificate to deliver it yourself. There's a donation of $25, but it's well worth it. Oh, well it, worth it? it. Yeah. Uh, Anybody offhand you'd like it. to name a cockroach after them? Um, you don't want to get in trouble? No? Nobody here, I don't think. There's no cockroaches here. No, we don't have cockroaches. Um, in fact, we have somebody that checks that a uh, couple of times a month. Yes, I've seen Make them sure with their cockroach wand. We don't have any uh, things crawling around besides Plus, some of us after the yes, weekend. Yes, mm-hmm. after a uh, lunch, yeah. Office survey. Survey says. A new study by Office Freedom reveals that office workers are at their most productive at 1022 a.m. Oh, it's coming up, Stu. I guess that gives time to wake up. That's time to leave. The average office worker hits a slump at the uh, time of 127. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do they know that? 58% of office workers struggle to get through the day. 27% of office workers spend too much time in front of a computer. Yeah, but I would argue that that's part of the job, so you're, you, you yeah, don't have much course. choice. What are you going to do? What right? are you going to do? Yeah, get off that computer and... I imagine you who get you who gets up so early must have a different slump time. Yeah, I was going to try to convert that and see what uh, that comes <clears throat> out for me to see if it's... Mm. So it was 10 what? 10, uh, let's see. Average office work is 10, slumped at 127. And 127 was the slump? Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I'll, I'll figure that out later. And figure that out. 1022 was the uh, the productivity. In morning, la- in morning right? language. Okay. Yeah. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I'll work on that. This is an easy one. Top ways employees energize themselves when tired, survey says. Uh, coffee, I coffee, would imagine. Coffee, of course. Number two is going for a walk outside. Yeah, that'll help. Sure. And number three is having a cup of tea. A little cup of tea, a spot of tea. A cup of tea, because uh, there's things in the tea that makes you a little peppy, eh? That's right. Mm-hmm. So that certainly should be in the coffee category. So is this uh, office work start at nine or eight? Because that's I need to know that to doesn't convert. Say, doesn't say. You know, I'll just go nine to five then. Uh, yeah, all right. So an hour and twenty two minutes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Dolly Parton, right. nine to five, and then one twenty seven. That's what. That's. Are you in your slump yet? No. That's four. Four hours and twenty seven in. Look at this there. guy. He's all so right. meticulous. I'll know. Yeah. 
I'll convert. You convert. All right. I'm my most productive at about almost six o'clock in the morning. No kidding. It's amazing you get used to that stuff. It's uh, and I'm amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm hitting the slump at during this in, during this chat uh, at what ten twelve. Ten twelve. Oh, okay. <laughs> I better talk quickly before you doze on me. Um, oh, this is interesting. Bacon and eggs is not good for you. Mm. No, I'm I sorry. like bacon and eggs. Bacon uh, and sausage. I like. Excuse well, me. you know what? I'm not a huge sausage guy. Yeah, but you can't be loading like, yourself. Uh, can't okay. be loading yourself. On no, that. I'm not. Remember Paula Dean? She's 76 oh, today. Yeah, yeah. 76. Oh, it's her birthday? It's Paula Dean. Put, Paul Dane. You, put butter in everything. You know, what you Didn't want to do? Did she have a catchphrase? What was her catchphrase? I forget. But I used to get a kick out of her. She got herself in trouble. Yeah, she did. But uh, every, I used to watch a little bit of her. Too much butter. I used to go, Paula, too much butter. Chill on the butter there, mm-hmm. lady. And I, a couple of dogs got married. Oh, nice. Mm hmm. A man from India recently spent $550 on his dog's wedding. How much? $550. For his dog to get married. Dog wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the dogs that attended the wedding were mm-hmm. uh, were formal wear. They did. Sat at a table. Little sweaters. Where they ate gourmet food. The ceremony also featured live music. Mm-hmm. Huh. And one big hydrant. <laughs> Poured a hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> Marrying your dog. Well... What, why not? You know? He didn't marry his dog, did he? He no, just no, got he didn't two dogs dog. together to marry. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, well, nowadays you never know. So I was just sorry. Right. Yeah. No. I not. I don't think. Well, no, I've heard such things, right? Uh, oh yeah. That's why I asked. I wanted to marry clarify. Your dog. I mean, your dog is your best friend. They say. Then there's this woman who faked preg- pregnancy for extended maternity leave and vacation. She got maternity leave from her one hundred thousand dollar a year job. That wasn't enough for her. Boss, mm. Bosses investigated and discovered that she was lying because she wanted to extend vacation. Robin pled guilty to identity fraud, was sentenced to five years of uh, probation, and a psychiatric evaluation. Her co-workers, of course, easily busted her because none of the babies in her pictures looked the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got to kind of... So I love this stuff. you got to kind of um, yeah, do yeah. better than that. Right, right. And this is a good one. A 99-year-old man marries... Uh, 99? A 40-year-old girlfriend. Hey, way, way to go, fella. He's a 59-year... Why did he you know, take him till 99 to marry her? Yeah? Well, maybe she wasn't interested when he was 98. He said that he really wasn't interested in marriage till one day he realized, well, why oh, not? Oh, it was him, huh? Why not? Yeah, it was him. Wow. 99 years. And she's 40-something? She's 50-something. Or 50-something. Uh, Still. And she's stuck with him. Giddy up, boy. Even though he wouldn't marry her. <laughs> Are they dating a long time or something? Yeah, I guess they've been knowing each other for many And mm. uh, never wanted to marry her. Ah. But she stayed with him. Stayed you would with think him, she huh? might have left for a younger man about 85. You would think, yeah. But maybe there's money involved. Hmm. I'm thinking. Would be worth the wait for her. Yeah. I mean, she deserves it. She hung around with him for that many years. <laughs> sure. So that's, uh, oh, on a serious note, hmm. <laughs> that was my serious note. I gonna, oh, I get it now. So, uh, thanks Conne- for explaining that. Connecticut Department of Public Health stresses the importance of radon testing as part of National oh, yeah. Radon Action Month. Yeah. A lot of people are confused what radon is. It's the substance. You don't smell it. You don't feel it. No. Sometimes it comes up from the cracks of cement. 
Yep. And it's they have radon detectors that can tell how much radon you have in your house, if any. I did that a long time ago in my basement, and then, and I yeah I didn't have the level of which you were supposed to be concerned, but mm-hmm. the fact we had any concerned my wife. Maybe we should get a alleviation system. Yeah, well, I don't know. Say Maybe better safe than sorry. You know, better to yeah, have probably. it tested in the winter when everything is shut up. Is that when to do it? Okay. Yeah, so right now. Otherwise, right. it's not so radonish because you got yeah, windows open. Yeah, I got windows and open. And, yeah. Well, there's a little bit of everything for you, ladies and gentlemen. That was a serious note. Don't forget to, uh, good one. Don't forget to join Marty every morning. That's right, I'm here. And listen a few hours after his uh, morning show when you know that he's having a little slump. My peak productivity is 5.52, so it's right before the show starts. Oh, okay, then everybody's all set. And it's downhill from there until uh, right before 9, and then I'm a basket case. By the way. 8.57, I suck. So that's when you're a basket case, huh? I suck right before 9, so maybe my last break's not that great. Listen, just getting up that early, I, you know, the whole four hours I'd be... Anyways, you sounded very chipper this morning. Well, thank you. And, uh... Fake it. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. It's time for the number test, one test, talk test, show test, of test, Eastern test. Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. That's an odd expression, chipper. You're feeling chipper today? Chipper. You're a chip off the old block. Things we can do with Chip. Good morning. It's an open forum to start things off today. And when you're on the air, welcome. Hey, I'm on first base, still, and I'm going to knock Larry home. We get a double. We get. Well, I'll get two RBIs with Larry. Okay, you're right. on first, so Listen, this better be good, Joe. I know it would be great. Listen, oh, no, I have a lot to say this morning. Hey, hello, Dolly. She's 77, Stu? Yep. Wow. Is that a brassiere size or is that Oh, a, you're a, you're a naughty boy. Ah, naughty boy. I'm teasing. Listen, mm-hmm. I got a beef. Marty he gives great news. I love Marty Hausberger. And the thing is, in four days they made over four hundred uh thousand dollars. Almost a half a million dollars. So legal marijuana and we got it here in Connecticut now. I think it's in uh, uh, where you live. Oh God, the so, Ocean State. So you somebody know. is. Uh, I don't know Vermont. You know all the six states in New England. But hey, man, what's going to happen when you're under the influence and you're and you're driving? You could be at a bar and had a couple of drinks, and then you smoked a joint, and then who's to say when they pull you over? What are you under the influence of? Drugs or uh, uh, alcohol? I want you, because you're a great journalist, I want you to get somebody on. I really would love to hear you know, this. It's tough. What are they going to do, do about that, Stu? This, it's going to become a problem. And I think Patty from Stonington, I hope she's listening. It's, it's not cool. When you're under the influence of alcohol, then you're in big trouble. As far as uh, well, we, well, we all know that, and we've known that for since so what's the fifties uh, and the forties. But you want to know about I gotta, marijuana? I turn my radio down, man. I got you. I can hear you in the background. You, you want to know what? What? How is a police officer going to pull you over? He knows you're under the influence. What are they going to do about it? And how do you test it? What do you do about it? 
Well, if he pulls you over, that means you're driving erratically. So um, that's a ticket to begin with. And uh, how do they know it's marijuana? I have no idea. I know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And that's why. And and you are. You are. I always say, you're a vocalist, but you're a fine journalist. We need to get somebody on. And and I think I think that. They should, there should be more regulation to understand how it's going to work in the, in the future because hmm. it, could, it could create a real, real, real problem because it's going on anyhow, but... Well, I'm trying to now, get a... I'm going to try to get a guest. Fact, you know? I'm going to try to you get a guest. I mean, bro? Yeah. Okay, Joe, have a good day. I'm trying to get I a guest you, on that. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Hello there, sir. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing okay. A uh, beautiful day, huh? Yeah, the weather's going to be in the 50s. We'll take it. Won't have to touch that thermostat today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go near it. You're right. I just hey. paid $576 for a half a tank, so I'm glad it's in the 50s. Ain't it? Mm. Ain't it? Yeah. Hey, Stu, how would you like to have your 12-year-old child make their own decisions on what uh, vaccinations they want. Well, I think that's ridiculous, of course. I think our representative there, Mr. Ryan, mm-hmm. has been smoking some of that funny funny weed mm-hmm. behind the Capitol up there. Well, you got to ask your... you got to have the parents involved in it, and that's what, you know, that's, to me, it's common sense. However, yeah. these days, um, we're missing a lot of common sense. We sure are, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was thinking about these two guys the other day. Um, Mr. Grumpy Pants, remember him down at the marina calling oh, in all yeah. the time? He was really a great guy, yeah. And uh, how about Mr. Incredible, huh? Oh, my goodness, yeah. I was thinking about him the other day. <laughs> yeah. The guy was so argumentative, but uh, but he, he made it interesting. He certainly but, did. I got a, I got a, uh, I think it was an email from his daughter who thanked me for having him on my show all the time. I don't think she knew how grumpy he could be but uh yeah evidently she she probably didn't listen to him on the radio but uh imagine what their thoughts would be today on on what's going on in this in this uh country huh yeah well mr incredible probably would have still picked on me but um yeah i i can imagine no mr grumpy pansy probably would have drove that car right into the right into the marina right into the water i know but he was a terrific guy i liked him yes he was and uh, another guy, I still can't uh, can't uh, imagine that. Uh, can't believe that he's gone. Is uh, Marvin? Mm, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's been what uh, three, four months already. I know. It was. I think it just happened so suddenly that it's still a, a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I miss his voice on the radio. So. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, thanks. when you get a chance, uh, take a walk outside today. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I will do that, sir. You have All a great right. day. Have Thank a good you. <sighs> Got to take those walks. I do a lot of sitting during this program. You're in the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Susan. Yeah, we all miss Marvin. What a big mystery that is. I know. Um, even like Sylvia last Friday was saying, we all don't know what happened. That's what is so creepy. Well, I have you know? a pretty good uh, idea what happened. I think he was. Uh, Sick and really didn't talk about it too much. But oh, 
But that's, you know. But that, you know, hey, you, you, you hold your head up, and then you deal with what your problems are, and put your best foot forward every day, and that's probably just what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, I had a vision in my head this morning. A vision from Susan. You want to hear? Okay, well, you know, I grew up watching Charlie Chan. We got Columbo DVD sets, and mm. you name all the ones from the 80s and the 70s in the house, right? You know, when I get something coming into my head right before I get up in the morning, and I wasn't even thinking about it, well, maybe I was, but maybe I heard something on the news. I bet I know, well, I, okay, I'm projecting what I think. Okay, what's in that head of yours? Yes. Who put the the, um, files? I'm actually giving President Biden the benefit of the doubt, believe it or not. Who do you think? It's easy. Columbo would come up with it. Columbo? He was an actor. He would say, if, if I were Columbo, and he looked at everything, he would say, Hunter Biden put them there. Think. Hunter Biden left his laptop somewhere. Hunter Biden threw a gun in the garbage. Well, was, yeah, he threw a gun in the garbage can. He shouldn't have, and someone fished it out. Mm-hmm. His sister left her diary in some, I don't know if it was a homeless place, a rehab or something. They are known for doing that. If Hunter Biden, on the U.S. dime, is living in Malibu, <clears throat> you know, obviously he had to move there. He's living there, but he does go back and forth to D.C. We have seen him various times. Um, And he does go to Delaware and hang out with his father. He would have been the one to get rid of all those files. Hey, listen, we can create anything we want in our mind. Anything's possible. Well, I think he... I think... He, he couldn't keep him in Malibu, put it that way. And do you really honestly, can you honestly see Joe Biden having a file cabinet, sitting down with glasses and going over all kinds of paperwork? I can't. And it said there were files in this filing cabinet. And when he said he doesn't know how they got there, I this time believe him. No, of course he, uh, of course <laughs> he does. Um, but, hey, listen, uh, I'd like to know what's why he took those and what's in them, but... We well, probably will never know that. Well, supposedly were from 2013, but mm-hmm. Hunter Biden was going with his father back and forth all over the world on Air Force Two when he was vice president because my mm-hmm. um, judicial watch has all the records of it, how many times he went. Listen, I don't think Donald Trump should have those files. I don't think that Joe Biden should have them. Uh, I'm going to ask Steve Mikatil, former representative. He's a really smart guy. He's going to check in with us tomorrow at 11. Oh, good. We're going to talk good. about uh, that yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, that. And you know all the um, hel- uh, crashes into buildings over in Ukraine, like this helicopter one that went down? Mm, very tragic, yes. We've been following that. We get on foreign channels and follow it where people talk about what's going on, right? And this one... They're saying there was an Azov commander in it. They're calling him the Interior Secretary, but actually it was supposedly an Azov commander because the person we're following can read foreign newspapers. We don't know if it was an accident or we don't know it has something to do with Russia. Um, Something not. Supposedly it was taken down by a Stinger missile, mm -hmm. and the Stinger missiles are from the U.S. 
Put that in your conspiracy book, Susan. Well, I heard another one about the apartment building one, too. You know what happened there? What the other day said is that, yeah, a, a Russian missile was coming over. Uh, the Ukrainians used one that would, you know, hit it and maybe explode it in the air, except that it didn't, and it, and it got it off course, and it went into the building. So, you know... Okay. You keep giving them the stuff. It's like giving some, beating somebody's alcohol or or cocaine habit. We'll continue this, Susan. I got to take another call. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi there. Good morning, Father Stu. Boston Benny, what's up, buddy? Oh, you are. You're what's up? I'm trying. <laughs> He's trying. You always try. And you do a great job, Charlene. Thank you so much. Which leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. Okay. Okay, you're a patient man, so you'll let me finish. I'm going to mention some names, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Oh, here they come. Patty. Maria. Larry. Wonder Man. Sylvia, hmm. Helen, Susan, Kevin, well, Joey, and others. My goodness. What, what do those names conjure up in your mind, if any? Well, they are people who listen to our program, which I always appreciate, and and they uh, take the time to call and give their opinions, which is great. And there are many other people that listen but uh, don't choose to do that, but we appreciate anybody that gets involved. Okay. So your answer is correct. But I I asked you that question because I wanted to, I guess I'm going to have to say I set you up for a proposal. It's a setup. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) In a way, I I, I could have... Those are a better term than set up. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. I think sometimes your callers call in and they're contributing to making Norwich and the surrounding area and in the state and even the country. They try to make it better. And my proposal is, and I'm going to send it to you, email it to you, is maybe should consider giving some of them college credits for their contributions. Well, I don't think I legally can do that, but... Uh, well, it's something that could be looked into. There are a number of mm-hmm. schools in the area. I've thought of a few of them. I thought of this proposal this morning. I don't know why it mm. made me think of it, but I thought I'd put that out there, and I'm into proposals, so let's see what happens. All right, it's an interesting thought. Thanks. Take care of yourself. You too. College credits. Professor Stu. We're going to take a short break. Get back to your calls. 889-5252 at WICH AM and FM.
You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. It's time to save big on the number one selling farm tractor in the world at Dubay's Tractor Center, just off Cucumber Hill Road on the Connecticut Rhode Island border in Danielson. Get the Emax for the minimum. The Mahindra Emax 20S is powered by the quiet and reliable Yanmar three cylinder diesel engine, and the Emax 20S model comes with the industry's first seven year limited powertrain warranty. It's affordable with low rate financing available. Buy now and save an additional $1,000 with the Power Pack. Three Mahindra implements with tractor. Choose from a loader, a backhoe, a 54-inch mid-mower, a snowblower, rake, and more. Stop in today for a test drive of the amazing Emax 20S at Dubay's Tractor Center, 65 Dubay Drive in Danielson, your local Mahindra tractor and implement headquarters. Celebrating 47 years of selling and servicing the finest in outdoor power equipment. Check them out online at DubayTractor.com. Hello, I'm Caleb Bailey. Executive Director of the Eastern Connecticut Symphony Orchestra. Join us for our first concert in 2023 on Saturday, January 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the Guard Arts Center in New London, Connecticut. This concert is generously sponsored by Old Mystic Village and features the return of a very popular collaboration with the New London Big Band. On the first half, the orchestra will perform three dance episodes from Leonard Bernstein's On the Town, as well as Harbison's Remembering Gatsby. The second half will feature the New London Big Band alongside the ECSO, performing works by Gershwin, exciting arrangements, new music by their leader Sean Nelson, and a special surprise debut. Tickets start as low as $28 with senior discounts, with $12 tickets available for anyone under 40 and active or retired military members. For behind-the-scenes content and to learn more about this concert, visit our website at ectsymphony.com and call 860-444-7373 for tickets. Stu Bryan with your WICH. Mostly cloudy today, high about 50, 32 tonight. Thursday, partly to mostly cloudy. Precipitation develops by late in the morning. Maybe a wintry mix. And Friday, chance of a morning rain. Showers, possibly a wintry mix, 42. It's 47, and we could add a lot of names to that list of folks that call in. We have, of course, Special K, one of the most popular hairdressers in the state. Hi, welcome to the program. Morning, Sue. Morning, sir. Yesterday, a guy was having breakfast. He called up and talked how good it was in the 60s, and then I called up, and I mentioned all the assassinations. You remember that? That is correct. Yeah, he said he it said was he a simple... back. I wonder what planet I'm on. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll cover something else in the 60s. Mm-hmm. 1961, we had the Cuban Missile Crisis. The closest we came to going to nuclear war. The next, the next year, we had the, the Cuban uh, 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 Bay of Pigs, where we tried to overthrow Castro. That mm-hmm. didn't work. That didn't work out too good. Terrible. The, follow, mm-hmm. the following year, we had a Marine that was going to school at the University of Texas, climbed the tower, and shot 29 people and killed 19 of them. Then we had the Milai Massacre, where uh, a company of GIs wiped out a, a village. The following year, at Kent State, they were protesting a war. The National Guard opened, opened fire on them and kill, uh, 
shot four, killed two, and one of them is perfectly uh, paralyzed. Never be, uh, then we had a, a, a guy named Charles Manson who terrorized California. And during, during the 60s, the whole 60s, the Vietnam War was on, and most of the deaths in, uh, happened during the 60s. 83,000 guys died in that war. And I, I've been in Norwich the, the whole time, except for two years. One, one year I was in Vietnam. And Walter Cronkite was a great, great guy, a great, but he was only on an hour a day. Now we have news 24 hours, seven days a week by multiple channels. And half of it's wrong, half of it's right. We, we, every, every century, uh, every decade had its problems. In the 50s, we started off with the Korean War. Then we had the, uh, uh, my, my trials, I forget his name, the Senate trials. Well, there's always, you know, there's, you know. Yeah, well, I, he called back and wanted to know what planet I'm on. <laughs> I, I'm on the planet USA, in the United States of America, you're, and my, I've been on this planet all my life, and I'm, I like it here. And for him to say that I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what planet I'm on, I'm on planet Earth, I hope he calls back, because I didn't want to insult him or anything, but every every decade has their problems. No, of course. But I, 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 don't even hit, I didn't even touch the 70s yet. I think for children, uh, it was a simpler time who weren't involved in these nasty things and didn't really know what's going what was on. What going on down south? No, of course, of I mean, course, of course. He, he, you know, he, I don't know what he was thinking of. You know, All right. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you took my call. You presented your case very so well. Thank back. you. I'm afraid to play any 60s music. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Um, about the uh, classified documents that uh, President Biden has. Yes, sir. Uh, do you think that he was compromised? Do I think he was compromised? I, I have that's no idea. He, that's why he has those things, and who, nobody knows who was at his house, went to his house. All I can tell you is someday people will know some of the corruption within that family, and they may be shocked. And you could, they could take pictures of the stuff and uh, be on their way, the way things are today. Well... You know, Donald Trump didn't do anything uh, worse, or anything. you know, he uh, he did the same thing. And I don't know why these documents have to go out of Washington at all. But I guess president they do. President Biden was only vice president at the time. He was vice president, and uh, they were carelessly stored. Obviously, one of them was in the garage, one little batch. So that didn't make any sense. Yeah, gonna... As far as the Justice Department goes, uh, their policy is that a sitting president can't be criminally indicted, but a former president can be. That's well, how it works. I don't know how a sitting president can't be criminally indicted. I mean, well, that's, that's probably... That's what rules are by the Justice Department. Probably never going to happen, but, I mean, they could do something really heinous, and uh, there's no way they wouldn't be arrested. So, whatever that says. All right, my friend. Well, uh, you were talking about interviewing people yesterday? Yes, would you uh, consider interviewing Larry Rice, the former Norwich police officer, for 25 years? I think he could bring a lot to the table. Oh, sure, Larry brings a lot to the table every day, but you mean to give him a whole big segment, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you have no trouble with 45 minutes. No, I listen, I'll, I'm sure there's enough information with Larry that we could keep going, and it would be very interesting.
He was a police okay. officer for a number of years. Okay. Thank, Enjoy your day, Thank Phil. you, sir. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Boston Benny. He has a deep, rich voice. Mm-hmm. And if he could sing, I wish he would sing a Barry White song. Well, maybe he can sing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was... Um, um? I watch. I didn't realize there was a Norwich Council meeting on last night, and I got the tail end of it. And um, just watching that, and nothing that I could comment on because I didn't watch from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, I got this card of registrars of voters for the from the city of Norwich, and about um, a special election on February 1st regarding the fire district ordinance. Yes, that's coming up very soon, and I hope there's a big turnout. I well, always say that, don't you I? You know what I did? Because I'm, I'm really turned off about the voting and all that, and where, in my opinion, I called um, uh, the number that's on the back of the card. I said, please remove me from the uh, voter registration. I'm done. You're not going to vote anymore? No. I did once. And I, you know, I wish I hadn't. Why? And, you know, I watch things in the way, I I just don't feel that uh, voters have the integrity as it was back in the day uh, with all the fraud and... Well, I don't think you have to worry about that locally. Locally. Not from the bottom, but I'm saying even when it gets to the top, things change. Okay, so that's how I feel about that. And that's unfortunate, um, but that's how you feel. But let me say one other thing. Um, back in the day, you know, uh, when you're talking sixties, seventies, I felt we had less population, and you could earn money from the banks up to thirteen percent on the money that you saved. That was wonderful. And, yes. Yes. Um, there were good things. Yes, there were assassinations and whatnot, and not to this extent where we have um, what's going on today with everything. So the comparison to me was life was better back in the day when we all had our struggles, even though uh, the uh, um, economy was the way it was. It's hard to compare, but back in the day, you just felt a whole lot better and safer, trustworthy, I think, and um, well, so I think today, we, uh... you were speaking in the beginning of your program about cockroaches, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this is what I feel today that we have in government. All right, thank you. Got to run. Cockroaches is... Uh... Doesn't have a good reputation, a cockroach. <laughs> you know, they, they can't help the way they were born. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Sue. Morning, sir. You're sounding much better now. Yes, I feel better. Thank you. Excellent. Well, I don't care much for the day paper, but it is a newspaper, and almost.
almost keeps one up to date on local news, and sometimes the comics section is actually funny. David Collins writes a column in the region section of the day, and recently used his space to lash out at your guest, Rob Simmons, mm-hmm. January the 6th. That's correct, and yes. And then on January the 16th, criticizing State Senator Heather Summers, the Connecticut Republican Party, and former President Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll take the article on Rob Simmons first. Now, Collins says he listens to local talk radio and calls the way Simmons speaks, quote, extremist right-wing rants, unquote. Now, I think it's Mr. Collins who is extreme. He was upset because he heard Simmons refer to Congressman Hakeem Jeffries as a black guy. That's a way to describe the man, not a racial slur like David Collins claims. In fact, Simmons wanted Congress to get going, choosing a House speaker, and suggested if they couldn't get behind McCarthy, then vote for Jeffries instead. Now, I admire Rob Simmons for all his public service, and I think a lot of others tune into Open Forum for his opinion. On January 13th, Collins strongly criticized Heather Summers. Why? Because she refused to take part in a debate last year. She did not want to discuss, quote-unquote, national issues. She shouldn't have to. Summers is a state-level senator, not on the federal level. Rob Simmons is a Republican, so is Heather Summers. Collins' article claimed Senator Summers was afraid of taking positions as a Republican because she might be linked to former President Donald J. Trump. In fact, Collins says a lot of nasty things about Republicans. One classic line he used was that they want to cut Social Security and Medicare. Uh Uh-uh. If anything, these programs will be funded and expanded. So, by what standard are national, state, and local Democrats judging a traditional Republican candidate? If you don't stand on the same issues as they do, on social issues, you're not qualified anymore? Sometimes what Democrats stand for cuts across the standards set in the Bible, which is cherished by believers in Christ. After that, Democrats will attack a personal life, people's finances, whether or not Joe Biden won the 2020 election or not. Why was the disturbance set for January 6th? Not such incident ever took place in our capital until it was Speaker Pelosi versus a sitting president named Donald J. Trump. Uh, Undermined from the start, Donald Trump still performed his job, foreign and domestic, for America. His top priority was national security, America's economy, taking care of our armed forces, and special attention to our veterans. I'd like to see the days David Collins and Paul Air refocus their attention and calm down a little bit. I thank you for your time, and God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, maybe uh, Mr. Collins will have something from that uh, telephone call in his article. I mean, he's obviously a very liberal man, which is fine, and he does editorials in the day paper. You can agree or disagree with him. I mean, I personally think that Rob Simmons is a, one of the most decent people I know and a middle-of-the-road politician, but he has a different point of view, and that's okay, as long as newspapers give uh, as much as they can equal points of view, which we like on this program. We'll be back with more of your calls. 
Fox News commentary. Bill Gates assures us fake meat will someday be very good. Um, I'll pass. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Dawn of time, humans have been eating meat. Real meat, not that bioengineered or soy crap the hippies are trying to shove down our throats these days. Yes, the tree and animal hugging crowd wants to convince you to ditch real meat for that sludge they think will save the planet. And Bill Gates wants you to know that eventually those fake alternatives will be very good. Yes, he wants you to stop eating meat and switch to that engineered mystery product concocted from animal cells in a lab. Listen up, Bill. It's one thing to be a vegetarian or a vegan, but it's quite another to eat some science experiment developed by a bunch of white coats. No thanks. I'll take my meat real, American, and raised by American ranchers, not academics. These liberals want to ruin everything, but we draw the line at our red meat. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Laren is Fearless, at Outkick.com. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound! Loose puck! Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. You don't hurt your voice there. Lunchtime oldies from noon to one, and uh, welcome to the program. Uh, yes, good morning, Stu. Morning. Um, I received, uh, also received a notice about the uh, voting on February 1st, and I called the registrar's office because I, I don't know what the uh, voting is about, and she really couldn't tell me much. Uh, by law, and she said I had to go elsewhere to get information. So I am calling you and hoping that some of your callers can come in, call in, and let me know what the uh, what what we're voting for, what the issue is. And uh, are you still there? Yeah. To everybody calling in, okay? Okay, dear. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, that's this issue's been uh, around for a long time, merging the. Uh, the firemen, and um, we're going to do, believe me, I promise you, before the vote comes in, we're going to do an extensive overview of that whole situation. Let me take this call before the uh, break. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, I'm the before the break call. That's really cool. Yeah, want to do some break <laughs> dancing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't dance very well. So, um... I have one question, and that is sort of for Mr. Collins, if he's listening, or for anybody. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we have uh, come into this culture where if somebody has a different viewpoint or perhaps ascribes to uh, differing political ideals than we do, that that makes them an extremist? I mean... Well, there are some things... I enjoy listening to Rob a lot of times, Rob Simmons. Mm -hmm. There are times when I'm not 
really overwhelmingly pleased with his presentation, but that's rare. Yeah, I understand. Um, he has his opinions. He has uh, strong opinions. He has conservative views, generally speaking, if we have to put labels on things. And I think we label things way too much. But calling Rob Simmons an extremist is just no. off the charts. That's I mean, what does that the kind mean? of incendiary language that's dividing our nation. Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, he's giving his opinions on things. The yeah, extremist yeah. would be I the... Mean, to me, an extremist is someone who wants violence and wants to yeah. do all sorts of horrible, nasty things and eat women and children. Or lock up uh, children. Rob Simmons is not an extremist. I'm sorry. Yeah, we throw that... Yeah, it's a good point. We throw that word around an awful lot. An awful yeah. lot. Extreme. And, or far left wing <laughs> and far right wing and all those things. Mm. Yeah, let's start. Let's stop labeling things and labeling people. But there are really times. Unhealthy. There are times when you hear somebody speak and you think, "Well, that's a real extreme position that they have." But well, that's that's in the, different uh, than being an extremist. It's on the ear of the beholder. <laughs> and and what is an extreme position? I mean, what could be healthier than having debate yeah. and and listening to people with differing views? If I if I strictly listen to and talk to people who agree with me, I'm not learning anything. I'd rather talk to people who can call me out once in a while. Oh yeah. Oh, not you though. No, no. not me. You have to call <laughs> me up. I can't call you out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think you have a commercial to play. Well, look at you. You're right on. <laughs> you're right on top of everything. I'm I'm wired into your computer here. I'm watching everything you do. There was one column by Mr. Collins um, that kind of confused me. He was a, it was a real negative column about uh, the governor, Governor Lamont. Yeah. And uh, he went on and on, and then at the end of the column, he said, "But I'll still vote for him." I got a little confused <laughs> with that. But anyway, <laughs> it's funny. Thank I've you. heard a lot of conservative folks say that really, as a as a liberal, as a Democrat, Lamont isn't doing that bad a job. Yeah, I know that sounds a little pejorative, but I mean, no, you, you have to you have to approach you have to identify people not just with what party they belong to, but what their actions say. My only problem with him, my biggest problem with him, is he doesn't come on the show enough. Well, that's true of a lot of so he's extreme. A lot of the folks on that side of the aisle, and I don't know what that's about. I <laughs> I have a friend who said to me a few weeks ago, you know, oh, Stu Breyer doesn't give people a chance who have differing views. And of course, I do. Uh, I took yeah. exception to that comment, and she and she said, now I'll bet if I called up and I wanted to say, well, why don't you? You know, people yeah. want to sit back I mean, and complain. Come on. I, Call you, the show. See what happens. No idea how many times I try to get uh, the governor on, and even sometimes he stood me up. I mean, come on. Yeah. Or well, uh, Richard Blumenthal. Blumenthal or, was the one I was going to point out. Yeah, yeah. He promised me. What are you afraid me? of, Stu? Me? You are. Are you afraid I'm going to call? Yeah, well, naturally. Maybe that's what it is. Naturally, Maybe that's you, what it is. Yeah. I want to know your affiliation before you call here. I'm affiliated with the Stu Breyer Show and Radio Cat Phoebe. All right. Actually, I take that back. I'm not affiliated with your show. Some people think I am, but I'm not. I'm just a caller. But you're a terrific I've, caller. I've had people say, do you work for WIC? No, I'm just an annoying caller. You're not annoying. <laughs> Thank you. And if you say that again, you're going to annoy me. <laughs> okay. I won't say it anymore. Thanks, buddy. See ya. See ya. 
It's time to save big on the number one selling farm tractor in the world at Dubay's Tractor Center, just off Cucumber Hill Road on the Connecticut-Rhode Island border in Danielson. Get the Emax for the minimum. The Mahindra Emax 20S is powered by the quiet and reliable Yanmar three-cylinder diesel engine, and the Emax 20S model comes with the industry's first seven-year limited powertrain warranty. It's affordable with low-rate financing available. Buy now and save an additional $1,000 with the power package. Three Mahindra implements with tractor. Choose from a loader, a backhoe, a 54-inch mid-mower, a snowblower, rake, and more. Stop in today for a test drive of the amazing Emax 20S at Dubay's Tractor Center, 65 Dubay Drive in Danielson, your local Mahindra tractor and implement headquarters. Celebrating 47 years of selling and servicing the finest in outdoor power equipment. Check them out online at DubayTractor.com. You need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. I read uh, Mr. Collins' column in the day, and I'm interested to see what he has to say. You know, sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree, but as long as people uh, on the other side have their say, too, uh, I'm kind of disappointed they don't have an editorial page in the bulletin anymore. Unless I'm missing something. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. So, who's the uh, right politician there that wants to give the 12 years old a right to uh, make the decision to get vaccinated or not? I said, uh, he said it was uh, Mr. Ryan. The only Ryan I know is Kevin, but maybe there's another Ryan. And I, I had thought I heard on the radio, on the TV yesterday, that uh, Murphy, uh, Murphy's name came up in that. Well, that's a that, that's a, a sad thing to happen. I mean, you're going to give a 12 year old kid to start making the decisions on how they're going to live. Well, this is about vaccine. This is about vaccinations, and they want to give a kid a vaccination without the consent of the parent, which is uh, yeah, ridiculous. But that's going to that's going to be the start of it. And then <clears> the kids are going to say, "Well, geez, I can make up my my own mind to do this. Why can't I do that?" No, I understand, and they've they've talked about it, and I think they may do this when it comes to abortion without getting a parent's consent. When I'm talking about young, young kids, um, and the same with a, you know, a, a sex change. But oh, that's, uh, I, I don't agree with any of that. That that's uh, BS. Well, I'm sure the parents should get involved, and unless the kid is a living on the street or something, but. Well, I mean, the kids gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna stop to say, well, I, I can make up my mind to do this. Why can't I have the say in doing this too? Yeah, we don't seem I mean, to want to give parents any credit anymore. Maybe they have evidence to the fact that, uh, the, but I, most parents that I deal with are terrific people, and uh, and they, they want to have a say so under what their kids do. Of course, right? of course. And when did that all do. change? I don't know. <laughs> And the government's sticking their nose in that where it don't belong. Yeah, the kid can't come, shouldn't come home from school. Oh, yeah, they gave me a vaccination. doesn't work no, that it, way. Yeah. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't anyway, but that's uh, that's my thought on it. All right, thank it you, is. sir. All right, have a good day. Mm-hmm. See, some of the exams we used to have in school, they were very simple. You know, we had the ear checked. I don't know if they still do that in school, and I don't think anybody objected to that, right? I think they had a visual check, and 
course, they told you you had to get your dental certificate. They didn't really work on the teeth. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. How are you this morning? Good. I got a minute. What's on your mind? Oh, I should have waited, huh? <laughs> my what's on my mind is gonna take more than a minute. Okay, why okay. don't you uh, do you want to hold and I'll talk to you after the uh, eleven okay, o'clock news? Just one second, just one second though. I need to say hello to somebody. I okay. graduated from physical therapy. Uh huh. And um, uh, home physical therapy, and I want to say hello to my physical therapist who's out there probably listening somewhere. If he's not at a another house doing physical therapy. And I told him that if I got on the radio, I'd say hello to him. That's the. That's sure. Do you want to give his? Do you want to give his name or? Oh, his name is Tom. Tom. And he has a beautiful little daughter, baby daughter. Nay, nice going, Tom. Nice and going. Hey, wait a minute. I, I got her a... name is Elise. Oh, really? Yeah. Daughter Elise, like my granddaughter. Well, you want to hold on, and I'll get you after the news. Good for you, Tom. WYCHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5, W233DB in Norwich, FM. From I'm Rich Thomason. Ukraine's interior minister and several children among the more than one dozen people killed in today's helicopter crash in a suburb of Kiev. The BBC's James Waterhouse is on the scene. This is a devastating scene for Ukraine. Around the corner of this residential block, you can see the rotary blade of, of the helicopter. It is stuck on top of a vehicle. There are three or four bodies under foil blankets, and just across the way there is a kindergarten where there is smoke coming out of the roof. No answers yet on the cause of the crash. Congressman Jim Jordan has sent letters to members of the Biden administration. The Ohio Republican warns them to comply with congressional requests for communications and documents relating to the investigation of the Biden classified document scandal. As chair of the House Judiciary Committee, Jordan is leading the investigation. Another Republican, Senator Tom Cotton, says the Biden document scandal cannot be solved. We get a lot more uh, transparency than we've had from the uh, Biden White House thus far, which, of course, concealed this when it was first discovered just days before the midterm in a transparent effort to avoid political consequences in that election. Cotton speaking with the Salem Radio Network. Batch of economic reports out this morning. Wholesale prices up 6.2% last month from a year earlier. Inflation, while still hot, has cooled somewhat. And Americans pulled the purse strings a bit tighter last month. Retail sales fell just over 1%. 10,000 pink slips going out at Microsoft, representing uh, around 5% of the software giant's global workforce. Both sides appear to be hunkering down. The impasse over the government's debt ceiling remains unresolved ahead of tomorrow's deadline. The Dow down 149 points and NASDAQ up 11. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. 
That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen met with her Chinese counterpart in Switzerland earlier today. Statements from both the U.S. and Chinese sides marked a positive end to the first face-to-face meeting between the two people responsible for the world's largest economies. The Chinese Vice Premier, Liu He, said he and the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen had agreed to further talks following their meeting in the Swiss city of Zurich. The BBC's Celia Hatton. UK inflation eased for a second month in December, and that's boosting confidence that the cost of living crisis in Great Britain may have peaked. Consumer prices rose 10.5% in the year through December and was down from 10.7% the previous month. And in the UK, inflation hit a 41-year high, 11.1% in the month of October. News and analysis, townhall.com. Three people in Michigan sentenced for a deadly dispute involving the wearing of a face mask. A married couple and their son convicted of first-degree premeditated murder in the fatal shooting of a security guard who demanded that the woman's daughter wear a face mask while shopping have been sentenced to life in prison without parole. Larry Teague, wife Charmel Teague, and her son, Romagne Bishop, were sentenced by a judge in Flint, Michigan, in the 2020 shooting death of Calvin Monerlin. Monerlin, who was 43, was shot at the store just north of downtown Flint shortly after telling Charmel Teague's daughter she had to leave because she lacked a mask. Investigators say two men later came to the store and shot the security guard to death. I'm Norman Hall. A nine-person jury seated to hear a trial that will determine whether Tesla CEO Elon Musk had cheated investors by asserting in 2018 tweets that he had lined up financing to take the electric automaker private. Townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Boy, some of those stories in the news can really get you going, huh? Security guy gets shot because uh, the rules are you had to wear a mask. Anyway, you you heard it. It's amazing. All right, uh, Cindy's been waiting. You're on the air. Come on back here. Hi, Hi, Stu. Hi there. Um, First of all, I want to ask you a question, but it's going to lead up to something serious. It doesn't sound like it is first. Did you, when you were a kid, believe in monsters? I was, uh, I must have, because... um, I I mean, were you scared of them? I didn't want to be in the dark a lot when I was a kid. Right. My mom had to to wait till I uh, was sleeping. To uh-huh. turn the light off, so I must have feared something. But okay, do you, did you? So you were scared of them, I mean, you, but you grew out of it, right? Were yeah, you, I was scared, you scared of. of uh, I I don't know any particular monster, but I was scared of the dark when I was little. Yeah, I was too. I was afraid. You know what I was afraid of? I was afraid of alligators. You know, in my bed. And I was afraid <laughs> okay, of to that's go to the bathroom, that's a different but one. But it. yeah, we can all pick the things to yeah, be afraid yeah, of. Yeah, I, you know, um, things like that. But lately, I, there's something that people are talking about, especially, uh, I think it's, it's extreme, extreme, and it sounds like we've got a monster that we can never get rid of, 
but they make it sound like you can. But it's it's a it's a monster that um, it it'll never go away. But it's something that never go away. But I don't think it's a monster. But they make it sound like it's a monster, and they make a lot of people afraid. What are you referring to? Global change. I'm sorry. Global change. Oh, global change. Yeah, they do put the fear of uh, in they God in. Yeah. It's almost like you, you, you listen to those uh, ministers. Mm-hmm. They're apocalyptic. They're always predicting the end of the year. Yeah. Well, that's been forever. Yeah. Yes. But these people, I mean, I've, I mean, there's logical ways of, of dealing with things, and then there's not logical ways of dealing with things. It's silly things, ways to, do, uh, to deal with things. And one of the logical ways I've heard this morning was a, a seed library where they keep seeds, they've had seeds that they grow, and they they try to adjust um, the growing um, conditions, you know, to dry conditions and things like that, the way the world seems to be changing. But other ways that I heard also this morning is out in Washington, they chopped down a forest, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this forest had a lot of different kinds of trees in, but they chopped down the forest, cleared the forest to plant, and they planted um, trees that would, uh, would deal, that they could deal. They took all kinds of trees from other um, climates, and they put them in the air to tell, try to tell um, if they could grow them in the area. But that, I, th- and I think that was so silly because all they had to do was maybe chop the dead wood that was in the forest and um, plant uh, new different varieties of, of trees to see how good, well they would do compared to the other trees that were already there. Now, this is, to deal with this kind of thing, like, you know, illogically, I think, it's ridiculous. And they these people are getting... I mean, they're putting the fear of God into uh, not only adults, but they're doing it to our children. Oh, my goodness, yes. In, in some schools and in colleges, uh, of course, completely. Yes. Uh, listen, it's, it's good to have clean air, and it's good to do the best you can exactly. and recycle. And our country is one of the best in the world compared yeah. to other countries that are way off the charts. I know, but they want, <clears throat> and, but they want us to pay for their cleanup. I mean, you know, we taxpayers, you know, pay for a lot of things, including, you know, the ways to clean up the ocean that other countries are dumping in, you know, like the the coral, the problem with the coral they're having with global, they say it's global warming. But, I, I mean, there's just limited things you can do about global warming. And um, I think... You got to look at it logically, but we, you know, some people just get so excited about it, and they're afraid of. Well, of it's it. become a very so big political thing, and exactly, it obviously looks like we have worse weather around the globe. But I remember you know, growing up some horrific weather patterns that we've had, and but as far as how to correct it, I'm not sure they scientifically know everything on how to correct it. I don't believe they do either. And um, to take steps that really, you know, and, and then to talk about it, and especially to talk about it with children, 
it's you know mm-hmm. just giving them a, another monster to think about. Well, that's a you know ex- uh, excellent call. I mean, uh, yeah, why give children monsters? Let them be kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I exactly. understand what you're saying. That's something that's a lot of that <clears throat> causes stress and and stuff in a lot of mm-hmm. people. It's psychological condition. It's problem. Well, I I think you have just given me an exceptional phone call, and we'll talk about this. Okay. Well, fine. Great. Thank you. I appreciate the time. My pleasure. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning, Stu. Yes. Good morning to you. Yes. Hi. So, yeah, we're talking about us paying for everything else that everyone else is going to be doing or cleaning up or what have you. You know, there's also the reparations. San Francisco wants to get $5 million to every black person. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm half Irish. Would the, uh, should I expect the United Kingdom to give me reparations because the Irish were forced to leave the country, not because they didn't have enough food, but because the food that they grew had to go to England, and they were then starving. They were starving, yes. It was a terrible yeah, time. So terrible time. Should should I be angry forever at people who are, are English? Should I demand reparations? Well, San Francisco is very, very extreme. I know we talked about the extreme word earlier, but uh, they well, are very more extreme. more extreme is the, the Church of England. You know, forget the, uh, the, trans, the transvestite priest that they have. They have a bunch of congregations closing, or, you know, those that are not closed are in dire financial straits. They're not getting anyone into pews. Yet the Archbishop of Canterbury, who is the leader of the Church of England, below the king's, but the ecclesiastical leader of the Archbishop of Canterbury wants to give 100 million pounds in reparations to, I, I believe, slavery, slavery victims mm-hmm. who are no longer alive. So they would be going to those that are long descended from people that were slaves. So there's a long time ago there was something they would call white man's burden. There's the people that you know that that thought they had to civilize the world. Now it's white man's guilt. Every white man is collectively guilty. You know, what more the, um, the Germans? Have the Germans paid reparations to the, the, to the nation of Poland or to the Russians or to the Jews? Maybe we need to start asking Germans to start, to start paying reparations, too. And then around and around it'll go. And then you can have the, all the various peoples of Africa. You know, the, most of our black people in this country are descended from... Western Africans, the Bantu Africans. Well, before the white man got to Africa, the Bantu tribe took over almost all of Africa until they got to Southern Africa, where a different ethnicity was there, but it's not the other ethnicity that was the problem, it was the climate. For the same reason that the white people had a better better time colonizing South Africa, the Africans that are here, if you're talking about that ethnicity, they couldn't colonize Southern Africa due to the lack of Due to the weather, the, the crops and the animals that they had domesticated didn't do well in a more Mediterranean climate. So, and around and around it'll go. Is everybody going to pay reparations? You know, we've even got in Southeast Asia. There are these people that they used to live up in the mountains, called the Negritos, and the only country in that whole region where there, there was a significant population of them was New Guinea. Everywhere else, they were driven up to the mountains. So, should the Indonesians and the Filipinos and the Malaysians? Maybe they should start paying reparations to the remaining Negritos of their countries. I don't think that the people that want 
full of this uh, this guilt. They want to blame white people for every crime imaginable that happened 300 years ago or 200 years ago or whatever happened. They don't seem to care unless it's the white person perpetrating something on a non-white. If it's white on white, they don't care. If it's non-white on white or non-white on non-white, they don't care. So your logic, to follow the logic is these people, the reparations crowd, you know, all the rest of them, whether they're white or non-white, they all hate white people. And I think it's actually atrocious what they're doing. It's an insult to my intelligence, and it's actually immoral. Of course, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, we want to bring people together. You don't do it by continually separating people. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It'll never work that doesn't. way. Never work that way, of course. All right. Well you know, thought the, out. Thank you. The city of Norwich does it. They have a cultural calendar. We're celebrating the New Year's of, like, I don't know, 20, 20, 30 different countries. I'm not sure why we not not New Year's, the Independence Day. I'm not sure why we need to celebrate Philippine Independence Day, Polish Independence Day, and all these other Independence Days. You're supposed to celebrate American Independence Day. Now, I understand Chinese New Year is a little, little bit different. That's a, cult, that's a true cultural holiday. But we shouldn't be celebrating Haitian Independence Day. Furthermore, if you look into the cultural calendar, there are no fewer than nine Sikh holidays, including Sikh Independence Day, of which we're, in the, we're celebrating as a city the independence of a nation that does not exist, according to the United Nations, according to India, which is where the Sikhs live, and according to pretty much anybody else other than the Sikhs. And they also have Sikh Veterans Day. Now, I hope if the mayor's listening or if anybody else that knows much about this is listening, I'd like it explained to me. Because my read on Sikh Veterans Day is that they are celebrating the folks that fought in an insurgency, an ongoing insurgency, to try to separate from India. Now, this includes people, would it include people that, uh, for instance, assassinated the prime minister of, of, the, uh, of India in the 1980s? I believe it probably does. Maybe Mr. Singh from the city council can call in. Right While he's at it, he can explain all these other all these other programs that he's got on here. Well, Anti-white, but pro everybody else. I know you got a lot on your mind, but thank you for the call. I appreciate it. All right, you can- Stu Breyer with your WICH. We're always thinking about this person is that they're from there. This is that they're their color here. They're white. They're this or that. Why don't we just meet somebody and say, hey, "Nice to meet you." You want to get into all of that? My goodness. Anyway, hello, welcome to the program. Stu, good morning. Morning. Many, many years ago, I lived in the neighborhood, and there was all types of people. Mm-hmm. We all loved each other, and when my first child was born, they brought casseroles and different type of food that sometimes I had never had before. And it was a wonderful time back in the, uh, let me see, 57 it was yeah so it was you know all through up till now and i've met such wonderful people along the way and i am a mixed race the only thing i have to say well i have a lot but i could never do it um i don't believe white men white men don't have any rights anymore women do blacks do indigenous people well, most but people. a white man t- I think, most people, I think most people think, listen, there's always going to be somebody who's so uh, erratic that they, they don't get it. But most people think the way you and I do. You know, oh, it doesn't matter do? what color it is. <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, uh, I'm a little embarrassed to even say that, you know, t- personally, because I've never had any 
problems except when I was a young child with the KKK. And my family, you know, we were mixed race, and um, that scared the hell out of me. Now, where did you? Uh, I couldn't. Un- where did you live when you had to deal with the KKK? Essex, Connecticut. In Essex, Connecticut. Okay, they were all around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was a big thing back in the day, Stu. Yeah. Big thing, you know. Believe it or not, and recently in the Middletown County, uh, Deep River, Connecticut, had this. Uh, man, a little uh, black boy and his friends were riding their bikes, and he knocked the kid off his bike. No, this the, is in the news. Listen, there's always and going to be, um, you know, I can't say on the air what they are, but they are people who just don't think straight. But and there's always going to be them, but it, but the bigger percentage of the people are good people. And right. But the poor little boy. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's horrible. And his mother, he, you know, I mean... Um, golly, it, it's just too bad. And in that area, you know, uh, Essos, Connecticut was basically an Indian town many, 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 many years ago, thousands maybe. But there's so much that we can enjoy, you know. But I'm a little, uh, this Floyd guy that got hurt or killed by the policeman, they want to have a day for him. I don't approve of that at all. The man was using drugs, evidently. No, no, I don't don't approve of that. What the policeman did was wrong, and he's being punished. But there are so many other people who have uh, senselessly died. We're going to have a day for everybody? I mean, come on. We can't do it. I think that because the man was black, that Martin Luther King Day would cover that for us to have this man in our prayers. Day, I'm, I'm... I don't believe every policeman or every black or white or Asian person is bad. Of I, course I just not. Don't. I mean, of course. No. But there's there's good but and I, bad. Uh, there's good and bad in every religion, in every race, color, and creed. And there's always a percentage. And I'm sorry to say there is no perfect, perfect situation, no matter no. what you believe in. So, but, I try but to, more people are decent people and just want to live their lives, in my yeah, opinion. Like, you know me, I, you've known me for a long time. I, I, I love life, Stu. I don't like what's going on. Like during the fifties and sixties, there was psychedelic drugs, uh, angel every, dust. Every de- now, decade has had some problems, and uh, oh, yeah. some of them are better. They have gotten better from others. Get worse. I mean, right now, I think maybe we have the biggest drug problem ever. Oh yes, heaven just. And you know, they're really given a lot of. From the TV news, keep those um, cannabis candies and things out of the way of young children. Yeah. There was three thousand and some that OD little kid things. And uh, yeah, the parental situation the- in some families is horrific, and they leave all this dangerous uh, stuff around, and they don't take care of their kids. But most people are loving parents. And unfortunately, well, I not all. To, hmm? I think people try to do the best they can. And, you know, I lived in a neighborhood where it was in the old days, and we all didn't have much money. I mean, we just didn't. I think my husband and I made $2,000 a year from military. Mm-hmm. That was it, a year. But everybody, it, it, it wasn't you're better than me and I'm better than you. You know, the we all... 
We uh, had our coffee after we hung our clothes listen, on the I, boat I line. Listen, I still think, uh, you know, it's, it's always been this way. I think we're better, but I don't think the, what comes out of Washington has helped the situation at all. Oh, i got to go, Lord, though. No. You have a peaceful no. day, my friend, all right? You too. Bye-bye. Stu Breyer with you, WICH. Want to hear from you and your point of view, and uh, let's get some weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy, breezy 50 today. A mostly cloudy night, 32. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow, high of 53. Precipitation is going to develop late morning. May start as a wintry mix, but it'll be pretty much rain tomorrow. Chance of some morning rain showers on Friday. Again, maybe a wintry mix, but maybe a peak of sunshine on Friday afternoon, 42. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Getting greedy now. Our temperature is up to uh, an amazing 51 degrees. Family is everything. This is Allison Hennigan from Generations Family Health Center. At Generations, we know that the health of those you love is more important than anything else. Generations Family Health Center with locations in Danielson, Norwich, Putnam, and Willimantic is here for your entire family, every generation. From pediatrics to geriatrics and everything in between, wellness exams, sick visits, managing your illnesses, at our health centers or via telehealth with Generations, you have found a health care home. Visit our site in Norwich for all your medical needs. Learn more at genhealth.org or call today, 860-885-1308 to make a medical appointment. New patients of all ages are welcome. That's genhealth.org or 860-885-1308. Generations Family Health Center, where family is everything. Generations Family Health Center. Willimantic, Putnam, Norwich, Danielson. One call, one mission. Accessible health care for all ages. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Hello, I'm Caleb Bailey, Executive Director of the Eastern Connecticut Symphony Orchestra. Join us for our first concert in 2023 on Saturday, January 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the Guard Arts Center in New London, Connecticut. This concert is generously sponsored by Old Mystic Village and features the return of a very popular collaboration with the New London Big Band. On the first half, the orchestra will perform three dance episodes from Leonard Bernstein's On the Town, as well as Harbison's Remembering Gatsby. The second half will feature the New London Big Band alongside the ECSO, performing works by Gershwin, exciting arrangements, new music by their leader Sean Nelson, and a special surprise debut. Tickets start as low as $28 with senior discounts, with $12 tickets available for anyone under 40 and active or retired military members. For behind-the-scenes content and to learn more about this concert, visit our website at ectsymphony.com and call 860-444-7373 for tickets. It's so easy to be a follower when you're really not up to date and have the knowledge of really what's going on. And I'll never forget the George Floyd incident, which was horrific. The policeman was wrong. He's now spending a couple of decades in jail. But when that was all going on, because of something that one 
bad policemen did. Every cop was bad. Every cop was a pig. He was this, he was that. It was so ridiculous. And then the politicians come out and uh, defund the police. Like that was going to help anything, right? Was that the dumbest thing you ever heard? And now all of these places that started with defund the police, now they have crime, so much crime that the people are not being protected. I mean, where was the logic to all of that? And many of these people that say, oh, the police are always doing this, they're always racist. If they really knew statistically, that was not the case. But that's how the media presented it. And that's how Washington presented it. Very sad stuff. And I see those college kids were demonstrating and screaming at the police, calling them all kinds of names, trying to stop the uh, violent demonstrations like they were all bad and evil. You wonder what's going on in their heads, huh? Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Oh, hi, Stu. Hello, Susan. Hey, you want to talk about reparations? Whatever you want to talk about. We have a few minutes. That gentleman, I don't know if you knew it, but in the 90s, believe it or not, Germany was paying out families that had, Polish families that had been sent to their work camps, you know. Mm -hmm. And I actually looked into it, but it wasn't until after I found out that they were doing it. It was basically over. But, hey, all my family's Polish on that side, you know, and they're still there to this day because I can look up my, you know, maiden name. You know, let me just say this, Susan. Uh, If you want to dish out money, the government should look for people who are in poverty, people who are hungry and... uh, Send them big checks. Send all those people, no matter what race, color, or creed they are around the country. Come forward and let the people know just how you have to live. And maybe they can certainly get some checks, and that'll be... I'd be happy to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, they, they tried with, you know, college funds way back in the 60s. They tried, but it kind of failed, I guess. I don't know. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Here's three things. So, well, a couple things, kind of whatever. You know, yesterday's USA Today. I'm looking through the 50 states and in Wyoming. Now, remember, Cheney, Dick Cheney, his daughter, lives in Wyoming, right? And Bill Gates is building things down there. I was reading in Epic Times before. Oh, they sent me a free issue. They want me back as a subscriber. So I guess I'll be giving you some info from Epic Times. Oh, I'm sure you will. Okay. Thank you. For Cheyenne, Wyoming, it says some legislators want the state to, get this, phase out the sale of electric vehicles by 2035, citing economic concerns. Jackson Hole, daily. Now, Jackson Hole is where the Cheneys live. They can actually say... We're phasing out. I wonder. Now, down around um, Yellowstone, because Cody, where we stayed uh, when we were coming back with a friend, Yellowstone had a fire last summer. I wonder 
Was it an overheated electric car or something that started that no, fire? No, that put it in your conspiracy book, Susan. Put it. Well, I gotta go, my friend. I, I gotta take a break here. All right. Stu Breyer with the WICH, forty-nine degrees. You know, when you think of the money that we dish out, and we're a country that really cares about other people in other countries, but some of the the money that we have sent out that goes missing and gets in the wrong hands. They could probably give every citizen in the United States a million dollars. Some people may blow the dough. Some people may use it the wrong way, but maybe less people will be going hungry. Money that is wasted. These are things that pop into my head, and I know some of them are weird, but hi, WICH, welcome. Good morning, you're on the air. Are you going to speak with me, or shall I do some card tricks? All right, pick a card. All right, put it back in the deck. Shuffle the cards. Was it the Ace of Clubs? Oops, they hung up. I guess it was. All right, uh, 889-5252, and you would be next on our program. Indoor growing season is upon us. Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair has a full line of vegetables and flower seeds in stock now. From peat pots to grow lights, Johnson's Hardware has what you need to get a head start on your garden this winter. Johnson's Hardware carries Costa-made Sprout Island Blend organic and natural seed starter soil, free of undesirable toxins. An organic potting mix is the best choice for seed starting, especially when growing edible plants. It's specifically designed for germinating seeds, rooting cuttings, and growing them into healthy, disease-resistant plants. Did you know Johnson's Hardware has the lowest bird seed prices around? With over 100 feeders in stock, you can find the right one for your backyard. Have your power equipment tuned up and ready to go by one of Johnson's certified repairmen. You can count on them to keep it running in tip-top shape all season long. Visit Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair at 44 Hill Road in Groton or online at johnsonsrental.com. If you don't start there, you'll end there. Okay, I changed my mind on my theory. If, if somebody is with a, a pay bracket where they're wealthy people, they, they, don't, they shouldn't get the 500000 or the million dollars. But if you are certain pay level why can't we send every citizen in this country the money probably we wouldn't be able to do it correctly what do you think <laughs> all right these are just things i think about you're on the air welcome good morning mr stoke hello larry yeah how can we send uh, anybody in this country money when we're sending it all to ukraine and i'll tell those people in san francisco how to get a, a, a check Get off your lazy ass and get a job. How's that for getting a check? Well, sometimes it's not easy to get a job. You know that. Oh, it's not easy. There's 10 million jobs right now available for people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter whether you want to cook hamburgers at McDonald's or get a, uh, uh, a job in a, in, a, uh, in, in a factory. You can do whatever you want to do today. There's jo 10 million jobs available right now. People don't want to work because they got welfare is a lot easier to get that free check in the mail every week. That's the bottom line. Well, there are people who have had some hardships that uh, maybe they could be taken care of. And, uh, you know, there's many people that are, they're working, but it's not enough money to survive. Yeah. How about the people that worked for 45 years like I did? Mm -hmm. Now I'm on a fixed income and got disabilities from uh, health problems that I occurred on my job, and I get nothing. Well, I get nothing from the state, and I get nothing from the city. I get nothing from nobody. Well, I think you should. Huh? I think you should. You would be one of the people that I would hope that yeah. they would send a check to. 
Yeah. That's a long day in hell waiting. Okay. So, mm-hmm. last night's meeting, there would have been a three-to-three three vote. Uh, three Republicans voting yes for that project up in uh, Arkham and three against it. Mm-hmm. Three Democrats would, would have voted no. But once again, they passed a buck for another two or three weeks, thinking that they're going to change uh, some more stuff. Making these poor people uh, wait and continue. This is like the second or third time these people had to go to a meeting at City Hall thinking that there was going to be a vote on the project. Well, so, they is are... that fair to them? Excuse me? Is that fair to them? No, listen, they're they're pretty upset. I've been uh, hearing about, you know, they have the same feeling that we've uh, heard with the gun range and the roundabouts and all of those things. They're they're upset. I heard a few of your callers this morning, and they, uh, if they put the channel on at night, on Tuesday night, well, this week it was last night because Martin Luther King, it was a holiday Monday. If they put their TV on on Monday nights, or they go to a city council meeting once in a while and spend an hour at a time, they wouldn't know what's going on in the city. I was very shocked on some of these calls you got this morning. They didn't know what the what the vote is coming up on February first. They another one. I, I couldn't believe this stuff that I'm hearing from the people who live right in this town. They don't know what's going on. You have to know what's going on if you live in this town. Well, as you know, uh, we've talked about this before. Only 22 percent of the people voted in the last. Uh, that's how many voted for the last. Uh, I mean, that's uh, uh, I, uh, election for for the mega. When I heard so maybe that, we can get it up to 23 percent this time. Um, but the the February first vote for the fire, you got it wrong this morning, Stu. That that's that's for an ordinance that. Uh, Mr. DeLucia, the Democrat, decided he was going to uh, try to pull some funny business when it was already all set between the city manager and the, and the paid and city fire departments. And uh, they did some funny stuff behind the, the scenes, and the paid fire guys, the, the uh, paid fire departments, were really uh, uh, pissed off at what took place among the city council people. And so they did it this way, and they want the people to decide on this ordinance. And uh, the signs out all over the place, by the, by the way, to vote no. So I encourage the people to find out what this is, this ordinance, and, and vote no on February 1st. Because, you know something, these, these five paid fire uh, departments we have in the city, uh, I hope some people realize that that they save us, like, probably 5 to $10 million a year if we had to put all paid fire departments in because they weren't here. We owe these people uh, uh, gratitude for what they do Certainly for us. I do. Larry, I want you to do something for me. In layman's terms, I want you to simplify, because we've been hearing about this uh, fire uh, thing for I don't know how many years. Simplify. What will we be voting for, and what is the situation? What is the problem? The problem is, is that we have grown men that don't get along with one another. Okay, you got one paid fire chief, down city for the city, that's the city district, and you got five volunteer chiefs, fire chiefs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, very simple. We didn't need an ordinance. When when they go to a structure fire, say for example, there's a structure fire over here in my district. East Great Plains, my fire department, volunteers, would respond to my house. If they decide that they need another fire company, they should be able to call ever who they want. They can call Mahegan Sun, mm-hmm. fire department. They can call for uh, the city of knowledge coming back them up. Mm-hmm. 
They can call for another volunteer fire department if they want. So what's the problem okay? with that? They shouldn't be mm-hmm. strung to, to have to call the city of Norwich, and that's what this is. In other words, if there's a fire here, they want the city of Norwich to automatically respond and vice versa. If there's a fire in Norwich and the city responds, they want the volunteers to automatically have to respond. So who would be against that? I don't understand. <laughs> you should be against it. That, that, that there should not be an ordinance dictating on on who's going to respond where. You only can do that, Stu, when there's a fire, when there's an actual fire. You're going to start having fire trucks emptying out the buildings and going to a fire when they're not needed? No, I understand, but I'm talking about in dangerous situations where you can't cover it locally or you need some more help. Um, you can ask for it, right? Am well, I that's missing? the fire chief who responds to the scene. Yeah. I just told you that. He would get on the air and say, I request so-and-so and so-and-so as backups. Yeah, all right. Not, that's how, not, not by a city ordinance. What are they going to do with the city ordinance, by the way, if the fire chiefs don't follow the uh, ordinance and they decide they're going to do something different at a fire scene? What are they going to do, arrest them? But, okay, I just, you know, I think people have heard this for so long, they, they really get confused no, about it. I hope it. that people vote no on February 1st for this. Uh, this, uh, this, this, not, this is ridiculous stuff uh, 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 when you got the city manager and the fire chiefs, all six of them, should be able to sit down and hash this out and talk without having a city ordinance. Uh, uh, being involved in dictating how, how they handle a fire. Mm-hmm. So, but the people, the bottom line too is that these people got to go to a city hall meeting once in a while, or they got to go on, on the on the TV set if you don't if you can't can't make it down to city hall or you don't want to go. Put the TV on and watch the the meetings, and find out what's going on in, in your city. Don't call your radio station because you see signs out that says "Do vote no." And you got people calling up. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> All right. So, just to simplify it even more, if there's a terrible fire, God forbid, in Norwich, and the fire people need help, they can just get help. Yeah. In other words, the fire chief, when he, when he, no, if the fire chief's not there, then the next one in charge, the deputy fire chief, or whoever responds to the fire. If they need another company, they should be able to call who they want. In other words, they get on the air and they call dispatch. Right, and of say, course. So uh, what, what is the, what yeah, would be the problem? Say, for example, it's a three-alarm fire. Okay? So you would call two other companies because mm-hmm. they, need, they need two other okay. uh, uh, companies. Okay, well, that, that makes sense, that you're people helping people. So what is the, uh, right. what is the downside to that? The, well, the downside, still, as I told you, they should not be forced, forced, to be able to to have somebody to have a company come that we don't that need. fire chief doesn't need them or does not want them there. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, if it's a, something we they can handle locally, yeah. there's no and reason. Listen, if there's a fire, if there's a fire uh, chief or a fireman or firewoman listening, or if the mayor's listening. If they want to call and think I got something wrong, but maybe they can call and uh, and give you some more input okay, on, hope, on what. I hope they do, Larry. I appreciate the info very much. Thank yeah. you. Okay, thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Stu. I I caught you on right on the top of the hour. 
Hey, I brought that up yesterday, and I'm glad Larry called. Hey, I agree with Larry, and I agree that every fireman should be paid. I just want. I just too? want. If there's a dangerous situation, that certainly you you need help from other uh, fire fighters, and uh, you want to help. Well, let, 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 hey, let's back up. Maui, May, and Elise. If they were putting their lives on the line, wouldn't you want them to at least get paid for it? Yeah, I mean, some people don't mind being volunteer firemen. They've been doing it for years, and it's part yeah, of their well, life. I think it's time we switch it up, man. Mm-hmm. I think we should change it up, man. Okay, you know, man. I'll throw a designated hitter in there, man. All right, thank you. Got to run. Guys, they put the lies on the line. All right, thanks so. for the call. Appreciate and it. Man, Hello, man. welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Um, regarding the fire department's in Norwich, we have at least five fire departments, and their their ranks are like chiefs, battalion chiefs, um, assistants, whatever. It's a triage. A lot of fire departments in Norwich, and I'm so. I'm what is the point? What, what's Montville. the point? Hmm? Montville is large. All right. So what is it's the point? have one or two fire departments at best that I could remember. So in Norwich, and I know that when they have a fire somewhere big, out of town or whatever, everyone is dispatched. Why do we have so many paid fire departments in Norwich? More than probably Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut, and... um. You know, I don't know about Hartford, I but I don't know how many done. exactly we have in Norwich, but I you certainly like to know that they're around. Well, yeah, but do you need, like, five in the triage of all their ranks and uh, all the equipment and everything else that when Norwich does their budget, they got to put so much into that budget for their equipment well, uh, you need the best equipment and, there is. Uh, there's there's some rank, new advanced equipment. That, all right, I got I to go. Thanks for the call. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. Of course, I'm not a fireman, but I've known a lot of firefighters over the years. Let me give you my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, there are already mutual aid procedures in place. One thing that happens when they go to a call is the chief or incident commander at that call makes a determination as to what equipment and manpower is needed. Yes. If they have a five-story building and that incident commander knows that they need a ladder truck, he's going to have dispatch call out a department that has a ladder truck. If he has a situation where they need a pumper or a situation where they need a boat uh, or whatever equipment or specific talent and manpower they need, they already have procedures in place to get those people dispatched. Um, Mayor Nystrom said on your program, and I think I'm quoting him correctly, when he was on last week or whenever it was, that this ordinance seeks to politicize firefighting. And as, as I read it, he's correct, and it's a bad idea. 
So what is the what is the controversy? What you just said makes sense. It says save life. What is the controversy here? I don't I, I understand. I think the controversy is this ordinance seeks to uh, rewrite or legislate, if you will, the procedures rather than leaving it up to the guys on the scene, the commanders on the scene that know what's needed. If I understand it correctly, they're going to say, oh, well, you're East Great Plains and you need a backup, you call this department, the city, or mm-hmm. whatever, rather than leaving it up to that incident commander to determine what he needs, it's all going to be handed to him in an ordinance. Does that make sense? I, it's, to me, it's something so simple that, that what they're going nuts Well, all yeah, over is... well, that's the thing. It's relatively simple, and I think what the mayor was trying to say is this ordinance just complicates it. Yeah. These guys on the scene... They're trained. A lot of these chiefs have been on the job for 30 years. They know what equipment they yeah, need. That's why they're chiefs, my God. Exactly. They're end, of discu- end of argument. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, bye. I, this is an issue. How many years we've been talking about this issue? Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. What am I missing here? Am I missing anything? Well, you know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, a little over a week ago, my husband had a seizure, 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and the ambulance came with the paramedics, and volunteer firemen came, and I thank God that they were there, because they needed to, to get my husband from in the house out to the, out to the um, stretcher, and it took, it took all of them to help him out. I just, you know, they do such a remarkable job. I, yeah. I certainly wouldn't ever be a volunteer fireman. Well, I have the There's deepest no way respect I'd for those to, people. I'd be walking sure. into a, um, mm-hmm. a, a building that's on fire, you know. But they're there to help in times of fire, in times of medical emergencies. And if they say vote no, I'm voting no, because I trust that they know what's best for them. I mean, how many times have you read about a fire and they've had, you know, they've had um, um, different, different like Laurel Hill will have East Great Plain and, and Occam mm-hmm. responding with them or whatever. They know when they need help and they'll call for it. They don't have to have a city ordinance, you know, insisting that every time there's a fire that everybody shows up. Maybe they don't need everybody, and maybe no, there's going to be fire somewhere else where they can. Every they can fire is different. And some of them, you know? look, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm feeling dumb because I that's what I figured it was like all the time, but I don't know what this. So you vote well, no to not have it. I mean, that's the way it's always been. So just leave it like that, you know. And yeah. and I will say also, if I lived in the, the CCD district, where I'm paying paying because there's paid firemen and my paid firemen are going to going to respond to every fire in the city i would be upset because i pay more because i have the paid firemen if you know when i would well you mean if they're going to another if they're going to another fire that uh they're not needed is what you're referring to yeah i mean if they're needed that's a different story right but you go to every single fire or I don't know whether they go to every single like car accident or if it was just fires. I'm I'm really not clear on that. 
So as I said, if I'm paying more in taxes because I have a paid fire department, I don't want them going out 20 okay. times a day to other parts of the city where they only have volunteers. All right. um, I'm gonna... it's, not, it's not fair to me on the CCD. Mm, you know, probably, I lived uh... in the CCD for a little while, um, but not for... Mm-hmm. Quite a few years. I'm going to um, call. The, I'm going to call okay. the chief today. See if he'll come on the show real soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would that would be good, especially before fe- February first. And don't don't forget that your polling places. If you were going, like I was going to Stanton School, it's now in the um, synagogue next door. It's where you go to vote. And we're going to discuss it a, a, a whole lot before the voting day. Thank you for the info. I appreciate it. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. Hello there, Stu. Yes, sir. Oh, well, you're not going to like it, but I'm uh, going to tell you the answer on this fireman deal. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning, but go ahead. Sure. All right. Here's my, here's my pitch on it. The greedy little union wants to make a move on the volunteers, and they've done this over and over for years and years. We should be so thankful that somebody's willing to get out of bed for nothing and go out. Now, on a ship, there's only one captain at a time. Whoever's in charge of that fire at that particular time, he calls the shots. If he needs more, he needs less. We don't need no ordinance. We don't need no union saying what we're going to do here. Uh, Case closed. Okay, Stu, how's that? Well, that kind of makes sense to me. Thank you. It kind of makes sense to me, too, you know. All right. Okay, buddy. Catch Thank you. Stu Breyer with your WICH with your number one local connection, Personality Radio AM and FM. And you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, good morning, Stu. Morning, so sir. Which way do, which way do the, the volunteer fire department want you to vote, for or against? I think they, you know, I, what I think is what I think what we've been talking about, uh, to come when you need them. That's basically it, Right. I, I don't understand it, but, I mean, the firemen were out there last week, canvassing in the stopping shop, and I, I didn't understand what the, what, the, what the problem is. Is it they want to get paid, or they don't want to get paid, or the city don't want to pay them, or what? what, what what's going on there? Well, I have to ask them. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't mind a volunteer fireman guy paid. I have no problem with that. I mean, they're, they're risking their lives like anybody else, so. Well, is, is that the issue? <laughs> You know, I've tossed this around for so long. They want an ordinance that uh, they don't want to leave it up to the chief. It's going to be an ordinance whether uh, everybody comes for one fire or not. Um, as Peter Nystrom said, it's just a bunch of politics, and that should stay out of the issue. Well, then, then, then they should leave it out. I mean, I, I thought it was about get, getting paid, but, I mean, now it's turned into... Uh, whether they go or don't go, or I promise you, uh, I promise you, when I get off the air today, I'm going to get a hold of the chief. That'd be a good idea. Right. Find out exactly what the heck is going on. I, I haven't mean, had I, the... I myself. I always vote, but here I don't know what to vote. That's okay, well, that's I. We will clarify all of that before voting day, and um, I will call the chief as soon as I get off the air today. Very good, Stu. Thank, Thank you. you. Hello, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi. Were you aware that a homeless man was killed, um, assaulted and killed this week in Connecticut? No, there's been a lot of crime stories in Connecticut. I don't know that particular one. I don't know if that ha- I saw it on NBCConnecticut.com website. 
mm-hmm. yesterday, so I don't know if it happened yesterday or the day before. Um, but I, I think that what <laughs> there's a lot of priorities that our governor is not juggling, and all of them are very serious priorities. Um, I'm going to try to get in touch with Heather Summers and, and see if she can give me any feedback on what she might think about the situation. Um, I I wasn't in favor of Bob Stepanowski, but I never got a chance to talk to him. However, he was at two local events that I was at. And I've never met Ed Lamont. Um, I don't think I want to. Um, and I would be interested in knowing more about Bob. But I just wanted to comment that I, I'm wondering if this homicide was preventable. Preventable. The good thing is he's on a $1 million bond. Oh, they got the guy who did it. Head injury. Oh, they got the guy who did it. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Sure is. All right, All thanks. Right. I'm having a seizure myself. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Having a seizure? All right, I'll try to get one more call in. Uh, very busy lines because this subject is very important. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Does it concern you when you notice that the color or shape of your prescription medicine has changed? I'll be right back with some guidelines. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Consider the following scenario. Your cholesterol medication has always been yellow and oblong, but when you recently filled your prescription, the tablet you were dispensed are blue and round. Why is that? 99.9% of the time, it's because the pharmacy now has in stock a supply of the drug you take that was purchased from a different manufacturer that makes their tablets with the same active ingredients, but in different colors and shapes. Don't get worried, but always call your pharmacy to make sure you got the right medication. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a health mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. WICH with Stu. Let's see if we can get this call in. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I say we should vote no for, because the system is working really good as it is. And my example is when the dump was on fire a few months ago, it was a big fire. That every volunteer fire company from everywhere came and they got that fire out very effectively. Well, that's the most so important the, thing, the, public safety. It's the most important thing. The system is good. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir, you're on. Okay, uh, I think if you uh, want a good uh, answer on this, the, the mayor would be able to explain it. Okay, the mayor's been on recently, but he listens to the show, and he's always welcome to call in. With well, the... well, we don't seem to understand. The, uh, 
I think they're trying to overlap too much and to let uh, the city be sent to all volunteer fires, whether they're requested or not. Okay, well that's and that would that would roll too much equipment most of the time. Well, okay. I mean, if it's a something, it'd be costly. If there's something that can be heard, handled locally. Uh, there's no reason to have uh, trucks coming from everywhere, and if well, that's the I'm, situation, I'm sure somebody could uh, explain this better than us callers. All right. I, as I promised, I will call the chief. I might even get him on today. But uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Simplify, simplify, simplify. How many years have we been discussing this? But it's coming to a head. How's your day going anyway? 50 degrees right now. That's a nice toasty day for January the 18th. My goodness. The 18th of January already. Pretty soon we'll be turning the clocks ahead. But right now it's a minute a day. We have one minute and it gets a little lighter every day. Mm-hmm. It's great because I don't like night driving. Don't like, well, it's dark. You know what I mean? Hey, we got some news coming up in just a moment here. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Thanks for making us your number one local connection, Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. And we're happy to say we're on FM2, 94.53 DB in Norwich. Updated news, we got that for you. It's noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Wholesale prices rose 6.2% in December from a year earlier. It was a six-straight monthly slowdown and a hopeful sign that inflation pressures will continue to cool. The latest year-over-year figure was down 7.3% in November and from a recent peak of 11.7% in March. Ukraine's interior minister has died in a helicopter crash near Kyiv. It killed more than a dozen other people, including children. There has been no immediate word on whether the morning crash near a kindergarten and reportedly in heavy fog was an accident or related to the war. But Ukrainian authorities have immediately opened a probe. No fighting has been reported recently in the Kiev area. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has described the crash as a terrible tragedy on a black morning. Ukraine's state emergency service says 17 people were killed in the crash, including nine people who were aboard the helicopter and four children who presumably were on the ground. Adding over two dozen people have been injured, including other children. I'm Charles Villadesma. Also at townhall.com in San Francisco, correspondent Mike Lidke reports that a trial getting underway has to do with Elon Musk's tweets that he had the financial security to take Tesla private at $420 a share. The judge before the trial began has already ruled that, that those tweets were indeed false and reckless. Uh, so they're basically it's going to come down to the jury determining what his state of mind was. A nine-person jury has been seated to hear the trial. Opening statements begin today. Those tweets from Musk fueled a rally in the company's stock price that abruptly ended about a week later. Stocks are now lower. The Dow is off 317 points, and the Nasdaq is losing 64. More on these stories at townhall.com. 
Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. Westmore becomes Maryland's first black governor. Moore will be sworn in as governor today using a Bible once owned by Frederick Douglass, a Marylander who escaped slavery on the state's eastern shore before becoming the famed abolitionist. When he gives his inaugural speech as Maryland's 63rd governor, Moore will be looking out on a mall in front of the Capitol with a statue of former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. Westmore becomes the third black governor elected in the nation's history. Virginia's Douglas Wilder was elected in 1989, and Deval Patrick of Massachusetts was elected in 2006. I'm Donna Water. Party City filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection after struggling with rising prices and a pullback in customer spending. The company, which operates 800 company-owned and franchise stores, has faced increased competition from Walmart and Target. Breaking news at townhall.com. The car shopping guide Edmunds is out with its annual list of 2023 best vehicles of the year. Edmunds came up with six winners for best car, SUV, truck, and the electric versions of each. Some vehicles are repeat winners, others new champions. Top-rated car, Honda Civic. Why? Optional turbocharged engine. Top-rated electric car, Chevy Volt, because of price. Top-rated truck. Ford F-150. Edmunds calls it the Swiss Army knife of trucks, and it also got the electric truck award. Top-rated SUV, Kia Sportage Hybrid, price and power and fuel economy. Top-rated electric SUV, Hyundai Ioniq 5. Edmunds says it has the X factor. I'm Julie Walker. Another check on Wall Street, the Dow off 347 points. The S&P 500 is down 31. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH.
charged up when he sang a song there. That's uh, Freddie Cannon and a little bit about New Orleans. Uh, this couple always made you smile. Louis Prima and Keely Smith. It's our lunchtime oldies. Hey, got you under my skin. I've got you under my skin. I've got you oh, deep in the heart of me. Deep in my heart, you're really a part of me, baby. Under my skin, I tried so not to give in. I said to myself, This affair never could go so well. But why should I try to resist when Luigi I know so well? Little Mugetti under my skin. I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near. In spite of the warning voice that comes in the night and repeats and repeats in my ear. Don't you know? Wake up to reality For each time you do Just the thought of you makes me Stop before you begin Cause I've got you Ooh, under my skin I've got you Ooh, under my skin Sacrifice anything come with my For the sake of having you near Spine up the warning voice that comes in the night And repeats and repeats in my ear Don't you know, little fool, you never can win Use your mentality Wake up to reality For each time you do Just a thought of you makes me Stop before you begin Cause I got you under my skin Oh, I got you under my skin Yeah, I got you, baby, under my skin Oh, holy mackerel, under my skin I got you under my skin Louis Prima and Keeley Smith talk about opposites attracting her. As you know, Louis Prima was always jumping all over the place and Keeley was just kind of uh, standing there. They were a great team, weren't they? Well, uh, did you ever go to a restaurant and you see a couple at the next table and they're not talking to each other, looking across at each other, or, or both of them are on their uh, 
you know, texting or doing this, and you think, man, whatever happened? You know, a couple, middle-aged couple, they look probably were married, and when do they start not talking to each other? Let me think about that. There are some couples that after a while, do they run out of words? I don't know. Here's a song called We Don't Talk Anymore. Cliff Richards. And it's not funny. talk anymore we text 
We email, we do all of those things, but we don't talk anymore. I want you to talk now. Look me straight in the eye. Talk to me. Talk to me. to me. I'll talk to you. Talk to me. Equal talking. Lunchtime oldies. This is Stu. I used to listen to him when I was a kid. Here we are, WICHAM and FM. There's all kinds of talkers. There's soft talkers, loud talkers, close talkers, and of course, there are sweet talkers, huh? You sweet talking me, huh? Here are the chiffons.
Sweetie, up tonight and do a little sweet talking. They say hello, and you go, Donuts. Mmm, donuts. Yeah. And then, of course, there are some people that um, they're always talking and they don't listen to what you have to say, and it's, it's a little irritating. So sometimes you can tune out and think about other things. And these are people that talk just a, a little too much. Hmm? Remember in school, no talking, no talking, no talking. Just say something, no talking. Afraid to say anything. Joe Jones has a problem. You talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, you even worry my pet. You just talk, talk too much. You talk about people that you don't know. Talk about people wherever you go. You just talk, talk too much. You talk about people that you never seen. You talk about people you can make me scream. You just talk, talk too much. just didn't hear a word I sang, did you? You talk too much. My sister has a very sweet friend back in Boston, but uh, when she calls, she talks for about an hour. And I say, you talk to her for, for an hour? I'll call her Bernice. You talk to her for an hour? I mean, what do you guys talk about? She says, well, she just talks about herself for an hour. That's it. 
so she could, uh, while she's talking, she could do the laundry. She can do all kinds of things. But some people just like to talk. And that's it. Hmm? That, of course, was uh, Joe Jones and the song, you, uh, you Talk Too Much. Especially if you're talking in your sleep. And uh, your spouse is listening very, very closely. That can get you in a little trouble. Are you a sleep talker? Hmm? Once in a while, people do talk in their sleep. They're having a uh, conversation. Hmm? Three o'clock in the morning And it looks like it's gonna be another sleepless night I've been listening to your dreams and getting very low Wondering what I can do Maybe I'm being foolish Cause I haven't heard you mention anybody's name at all How I wish I could be sure it's me that turned you on Each time you close your eyes I've heard it said that dreamers never lie been talking in your sleep, sleeping in your dreams, with some sweet lover, holding on so tight, loving her the way you used to love me, talking in on your mind Maybe I'm being foolish Cause I haven't heard you mention anybody's name at all How I wish I could be sure it's me that turned you on Each time you close your eyes I've heard it said that dreamers never lie You've been talking in Get you in a little trouble sometime, hmm? You've been talking in your sleep. One night my wife was talking in her sleep and she was talking in another language. That can really get you curious. So anyway, uh, talking in your sleep and uh, he mentions uh, maybe the name Bernadette and uh, she says, okay, who's Bernadette? Talk back, trembling lips. Shaky legs, don't just stand there Don't let her know that she's getting through to you 
Okay, we're going to take a break. I'll be quiet for a little while on our lunchtime oldies. The hills, you talk about people. You should hear me talking. Hear the thing and I'm talking. On the air, on the you just talk. Talk to me. Talk to me. Now we have another word for talking, and that's uh, called yakking. We'll do a little of that. Here's the weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy, breezy 50 today, a mostly cloudy night, 32. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow, high of 53. Precipitation is going to develop late morning, may start as a wintry mix, but it'll be pretty much rain tomorrow. Chance of some morning rain showers on Friday. Again, maybe a wintry mix, but maybe a peak of sunshine on Friday afternoon, 42. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. I like that, a little peak of sunshine. I don't know if our temperatures reached its peak today, but currently it's 50 degrees. Indoor growing season is upon us. Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair has a full line of vegetables and flower seeds in stock now. From peat pots to grow lights, Johnson's Hardware has what you need to get a head start on your garden this winter. Johnson's Hardware carries Costa Maine Sprout Island Blend organic and natural seed starter soil, free of undesirable toxins. An organic potting mix is the best choice for seed starting, especially when growing edible plants. It's specifically designed for germinating seeds, rooting cuttings, and growing them into healthy, disease-resistant plants. Did you know Johnson's Hardware has the lowest birdseed prices around? With over 100 feeders in stock, you can find the right one for your backyard. Have your power equipment tuned up and ready to go by one of Johnson's certified repairmen. You can count on them to keep it running in tip-top shape all season long. Visit Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair at 44 Hill Road in Groton or online at johnsonsrental.com. If you don't start there, you'll end there. 
Family is everything. This is Allison Hennigan from Generations Family Health Center. At Generations, we know that the health of those you love is more important than anything else. Generations Family Health Center with locations in Danielson, Norwich, Putnam, and Willimantic is here for your entire family, every generation. From pediatrics to geriatrics and everything in between, wellness exams, sick visits, managing your illnesses, at our health centers or via telehealth with Generations, you have found a health care home. Visit our site in Norwich for all your medical needs. Learn more at genhealth.org or call today, 860-885-1308 to make a medical appointment. New patients of all ages are welcome. That's genhealth.org or 860-885-1308. Generations Family Health Center, where family is everything. Generations Family Health Center. Willimantic, Putnam, Norwich, Danielson. One call, one mission. Accessible health care for all ages. We're having, uh, are you talking to me, Medley? Uh, you know, some people, uh, they talk and they're kind of loud. They call them, they're yakking. We don't hear that expression. I, mean, I, I was yakking with my neighbor. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't going to rock and roll no more. Yakking. Don't go back. Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that dust fly with that broom. Get all that garbage out of sight. Or you don't go out Friday night. Yaggity yak. Don't go back. You just put on your coat and hat. And walk yourself to the laundry mat. And when you finish doing that. Bring in the dog and put out the cat. You give me no dirty looks Your father's hip, he knows what cooks Just tell your hoodlum friend outside You ain't got time to take a ride Yaggity-yak Don't go back Yaggity-yak, yaggity-yak He was yakking on the phone, and of course there are people that are soft talkers. Uh, they like to talk with a whisper, and they have a song about that. Shh. Whisper in my good ear.
rejuvenated in the 60s by Nino Tempo and April Stevens whispering so you have the soft talkers and then you have the loud talkers who uh, when they talk they sound like they're shouting usually the neighbors are listening Corner and she's doing a twist, so let's shout, shout, and knock yourself out. Come on, yell, yell, loud and strong. You gotta scream, scream, you know what I mean. Put another dime in the racking machine. Hey, play another song like a runaround suit. Whoa, let's do a dance that we all can do. I turn that jukebox up mighty loud, and let's liven up this crazy crowd. Come on, shout, shout, and knock yourself out. Come on, yell, yell, loud and strong. You gotta scream, scream, you know what I mean. On Saturday night now we're having a time to let's shout, shout, and knock yourself out. Come on, yell, yell, loud and proud. You gotta scream, scream. You know what I mean? Put it on a dime in the racking machine. Hey, do the fly with our hands in the sky. Yeah, foot stomping, baby, just for you and I. School was out about a quarter to three, and we're having fun now. It's plain to see. So let's shout, shout, and knock yourself out. Come on, yell, yell, loud and proud. You gotta scream. All right, I just uh, hung up on the uh, little medley there. Thanks for joining us on that. Um, We have a little talking medley. But we got some interesting uh, lunchtime oldies coming up at 1240. So let you catch your breath, and we'll be right back. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! 
The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Star! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Grants will be awarded for the next academic year. So go to ctba.org to download the application form and apply now. Hi, this is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. And thanks to our many customers, both our residential and commercial divisions are booming. We're looking to add experienced carpenters and shop carpenters who want to be part of a dedicated team of professionals who enjoy doing the skills they do best. Yankee Remodeler is a full-service general contractor that's been trusted and relied upon since 1971. We offer competitive wages, benefits, and a great work environment. You can find us at yankeeremodeler.com. You'll be glad you did. Take it from me. I've been part of the Yankee Remodeler team for the last 28 years. Yankee Remodeler! Interesting, uh, those little things we grow up with, like the expression, talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. Talking's very important. It's what you say, how you say it. It could start a war. It could end a war. It could spread a vicious rumor. Here's one by Melissa Manchester. You should hear what she says I'm going to tell you. Don't tell anybody else, though, right? Promise? Yeah.
What'd she say? What'd she say? What'd she say? All right, Melissa Manchester. A little rumor talk. Here's one more, and this is, of course, uh, hearsay. How many times when you have some hearsay that it turns out to be false? So you've got to be very careful with hearsay. They call it the grapevine. What are they saying in the grapevine? Maybe you should just make wine in the grapevine and don't spread any rumors, huh? Here's Marvin Gaye. selling recordings on Motown Records ever, Marvin Gaye, his version of Grapevine, and the Bo Brummels. 
Here's a good old laugh for you. Hardy. Say it, but I told you so. Don't mind my preaching to you. I said, don't trust them, baby. Now you know you don't learn everything there is to know in school. Wouldn't believe me when I gave advice. I said that he was a tease. If you won't help, you better ask me now. So be sincere, convince me with a pretty face. Laugh, laugh, I thought I'd die. It seems so funny to me. Laugh, laugh, you better die. Who taught you how to feel to be? You deserve. I can't help feeling you found out today. You thought you were too good, you had a lot of love. Won't say I'm sorry for the things I've said. I'm glad he packed it to go. You kept on bragging he was yours instead. Found you don't know everything that is to know. Life, life, I thought I'd die. It seems so funny to me. Life, life, you better guy. Who taught you how to be to me? Close your ears to me Take my advice and you find out that being Just another girl won't cause you misery Don't say you can't get any boy to call Don't be so smug or else You'll find you can't get any boy at all You'll wind up that way on the shelf Last time I thought I'd die It's a little song about revenge. Hardy har har. Oh, Brumble, Stu Breyer, W-I-C-H. Uh, a little laugh here. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, that's a, a laugh. Hey, history was made on this date in January 18th, 1964. No, we didn't go to the moon. Wasn't anything like that. But the Beatles made their U.S. chart debut when I Want to Hold Your Hand entered the chart at number 45 just 10 days after its release. That was the fastest-breaking and fastest-selling single in Capitol Records history. So it was released. 10 days later, it was number 45. And then it got better. It went on to spend seven weeks in the number one position. May I have the song, please? I think you'll understand 
those boys from England with their long hair. Oh, goodness gracious. Their hair was, really wasn't that long, when you think about it. It wasn't. Gee, I had longer hair than the Beatles. Everybody was talking about the Beatles in 1964. Everybody. Everybody. What is this? Who are they? Ed Sullivan and all the other shows. And The thing about them is once they had that number one hit, they never stopped. They just went on for the rest of the de- decade and had one number one hit after another. It was That's what made them so special. They were not one-hit wonders. Hey, I hope you're enjoying yesterday's songs with us. Neil Diamond taking a look at some of the oldies. Don't stay around long, not much anymore. Yesterday's songs are gone. Yesterday's words don't make themselves heard like they did before. Yesterday's words are Baby, yesterday's blues, maybe yesterday's news, but the truth always stays the same. Like saying I love you Just saying I love you Yesterday's songs don't seem to belong They're here and they're gone Yesterday's moves don't stay in the grooves They keep moving on Maybe yesterday's rhyme was for yesterday's time And the future's not ours to see But there's some things it always will be Like saying I love you 
the truth always stays the same And the good things will never change Like saying I love you Saying I love you Saying I love you Like saying I love you Neil Diamond, he was a gem, and is a gem, actually. Uh, it's called Yesterday's Songs. I hope you enjoyed Yesterday's Songs today. Uh, we take this break every day just for pure fun. And it's absolutely free, ladies and gentlemen. It's pure fun for you. It's our lunchtime oldies. And if you have a special request, you can always email me, stu at wich.com, and I'll try to literally dig it out for you. I mean, we do a lot of digging every day. Let me tell you, huh? Through the years, I'm digging the cat on radio. Stu Breyer. I go into the vault and I search and search and uh, try to come up with some different things. Got a news break. Anything goes next hour. Stay with us. Take us along. I'll go with you. WICHAM 1310 Norwich. 94.5 FM. DB in Norwich with... 50 degrees. It is now 1 o'clock. Time for the news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. One of the Ukrainian president's longest-serving advisors among 18 people who died in a helicopter crash this morning near Kiev. That helicopter went down near a daycare center. Three youngsters were also killed. The BBC's James Waterhouse is at the scene. The cause is not clear, but we have learned that Ukraine's interior minister, Denis Molestiliski, is, is one of those who have been killed. Now, he is a prominent figure in President Zelensky's cabinet. We would often see him at major events, sadly like this, across the country. And at the World Economic Forum gathering in Davos, Switzerland, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz highlighted his country's and others' financial and military support to Ukraine. He said his country will continue to support Ukraine for as long as necessary. Also at townhall.com, authorities in central California are searching for the suspects in a shooting that left six people dead, including a 10-month-old baby. There's a $10,000 reward being offered for information leading to arrests after six people were killed early Monday in the agricultural community of Goshen, California. We have two suspects. At a news conference yesterday, Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreau says a teenage mother holding her infant was fleeing the violence when the killers caught up with her outside the home. The shooters stood over the top of the 16-year-old mother and fired rounds. The other four victims ranged from 19 to 72 years old, including a grandmother who was shot as she slept. This family was a target. Audio courtesy KFSN. I'm Jennifer King. Microsoft cutting 10,000 workers, almost 5% of its workforce in response to macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities. The Dow is down 433 points. The Nasdaq off 101. More at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wall, now Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way 
to protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. The relaxation of COVID-19 restrictions in China has let loose a pent-up desire for travel during the important spring festival holiday. The Chinese government expects over 2.1 billion journeys to be made during a 40-day travel period around New Year's Day, which falls on Sunday. Beijing hairdresser Wang Ladan tells the AP now restrictions are lifted, she's more relaxed and taking a train back home to Heilongjiang province. Many countries have imposed testing requirements on travellers from China that the foreign ministry has protested and worries remain about the spread of the virus since containment measures were lifted. I'm Charles Diladesma. A French nun believed to be the world's oldest person has died a few weeks before her 119th birthday. Lucille Randon, known as Sister Andre, was born in the town of Ailes, southern France, on February 11, 1904. Breaking news at townhall.com. United Airlines' quarterly report has beaten expectations. United Airlines has reported a bigger fourth quarter profit and a higher revenue than Wall Street expected. And United is giving a bullish forecast for 2023. United says that it earned $843 million in the fourth quarter. The airline says they think people will keep traveling despite inflation and concerns about the economy. The Chicago-based airline says demand for flights remains strong, which will help to cover future higher costs due to new labor contracts that it's negotiating with unions, including pilots. The report from United comes on the heels of other upbeat comments by its closest rivals, Delta Airlines and American Airlines. I'm Lisa Dwyer. And thousands of nurses in Britain walking out in a new strike over pay with no end in sight to a wave of industrial action that has piled pressure on the UK's overburdened public health system. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Okay, I just fastened my, fasten my seatbelts. Mm, have you been eating your vegetables? Come on, be honest with me. Eat your vegetables every day. Seems like that should be easy, doesn't it? Thank you, Interlude, to get into the program. Uh, it's an open forum. We do a little bit of everything this hour, including some music, some stand-up comedians, sit-down comedians, or uh, and your points of view on issues. WICH, welcome. Oh, yes. Hi, Helen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, you know, you were talking of when it was reduced loud, and like, it's all reduced. Okay, wait a minute, honey. You can oh, turn that oh, oh. sucker down. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, just yes, turn it. Yes, the, I'm going to turn. Turn it the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Now, Famous Helen. You were talking about people talk the night to themselves. 
Yeah, a lot of people uh, talk in their sleep. Um, yeah. I'm usually not awake to know, but um, if I do, but a lot okay, of people me, do. I was walking tonight. And You're I a sleepwalker. I do now because uh, my cat did not go to tell no one. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was, you know, when I was in France, you know, uh, I, I was walking with my, I guess, my family in Senatine, you know, and uh, uh, I, I opened the door of where my aunt the nun was sleeping. I jumped in a bed. You're kidding. You were walking in your sleep and jumped in the bed of your aunt and uncle? No, my aunt. No, no, she was an aunt. She, no uncle. There was no uncle because she was an... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she screamed. She woke up everybody. And she frightened me, too, because I didn't know I was doing that. Oh, isn't that interesting? Helen, you just walked into somebody else's bed. <laughs> I know. So I don't know if I do that now. I hope not. But uh, my cat will, uh, will not say to no one, you know. Oh, God. Okay, where is the sound? All the sound coming. Sun's coming, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. you see the sound coming? I just checked the uh, Stoodopolar window. You're right. The sun has come out because you called me. Yeah, that's it. Did you hear about the nun who uh, who just died? She was 119 years old. Oh, my God, from France. My goodness. Yes. Mm. My... My aunt was a sweetheart. She was very, how do you call that? She was very white, 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 white. What do you call that? She was very white, you said? Yes. Uh, her hair and everything was white. Mm-hmm. She was young. Yeah, I had a picture of her one day when I, co- when I come in, in your place. I will show you. Uh, it's a name for people who are white like that. Okay, uh, yeah, well, she was... Um, you know. Albano. Prematurely white. No, yes. Albano, yes, Albano. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Albino. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yes, I, I hope it's. Oh, God. Well, anyway, so it's, it's a poor thing. Yeah. So, 119. For what part of France do you know? No. No, I wasn't even sure it was France. I just had heard that. Um, oh, I hear France because I have my two brothers over there. My sister is dead. Mm-hmm. My two brothers with their daughter. She's probably lived longer than anybody on this earth. Oh, yes. 119. Well, in Italy, one time, I did to keep this lady. Uh, she was not alone. She was living by herself. I forgot what part of Italy. She was 115. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I don't want to live like that, no. Oh, my God, I will be all full of wrinkle. Well, you know, that's that's part of life. Yeah, I know it. That's yeah. why we have wrinkle cream. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you go, so a uh, few minutes. Uh, you come in again tomorrow, eh? Yes, ma'am, and enjoy the sunshine. Oh, yes, I will. I thank you very much. All right, Helen, take Bye. care of yourself. God bless you. We love the sunshine. Doesn't that make everybody feel better when there's a little sunshine floating around? Trying to find the story about the nun who lived to be 119. It's uh, pretty astonishing. I wonder if she was active all of those years. Would be interesting to know. Hmm. Anywho, uh, how are you? 889-5252 is the number, and let's get to another call. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello, Stu. Hello there, sir. Uh, You know, today I was trying to... uh, I woke up wanting a 
uh, trying to find a recipe for date nut bread, date a, a date nut raisin bread that mm. uh, I I remember from a, my days working in a hotel back in the early seventies. I couldn't find exactly what I was looking for, but uh, I did find out something about a dark subject, uh, molasses. And being from Boston, I'm wondering how familiar you are with that story in Boston. About Was that the truck that uh, was loaded with molasses? Uh, no, no, that may have been another uh-huh. uh, situation, but... Uh, no, this, had to, this was back in uh, 1919. Oh, 1919, okay, yeah. In the north end of Boston... There was a disaster. Something that happened. Come, something that happened. Come to be known, the Great Boston Molasses Flood. Did something blow up or something? I'm trying to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah boy, did it ever. Um, yeah, about two million gallons. Oh my God! Of molasses flooded the North End. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's the reason. Maybe it could have been human error or whatever, but the reason, but it was it was deadly. Uh, a lot, Twenty-one people lost their life in this, and I was wondering, you know, there's there's you know folklore that if you happen to be in that area in the summer when it's quite hot, that uh, there's a lingering scent of molasses in that area. And I wonder if you ever heard anything or being a Bostonian, if you ever heard anything about that. I, I did not hear that people could still smell it all these years later. Well, it, it, it might be well after the event. Uh, yeah. They they could for years, mm-hmm. but I, you know, a hundred plus years have gone by since that day. But, but I do remember that. Now that you mentioned, I do remember that story. Um, okay, it's a pretty incredible story. If anybody is interested in uh, leaving behind some of the uh, some of the current events that are going on and want to delve back into uh, time, mm-hmm. uh, the great. Molasses flood of Boston. I wonder, inter- interesting story. I mean, it's unusual, quite unusual, quite unusual. I wonder how long it uh, took to clean that up, but it must have been a long time. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, you, there was it was a wave. They describe it as a wave, uh, not a trickle, but a wave mm. of two thousand uh, two million gallons of molasses. Here's a, here's a question. Down. Here's a question for you. Does anybody eat molasses anymore? Yes, I love it. I don't eat it raw, but it can be eaten raw. I read up a little bit about it today, uh, a little bit more than because uh, uh, I'm trying to. I had to, I was trying to find a uh, a uh, formula for the equivalent. So if I want to substitute sugar for molasses mm-hmm. in a recipe, you know how much do I need? So it's three quarters of a cup to a cup of sugar. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, emulate this. What in my memory uh, was a wonderful date nut bread. And back in the early seventies, date nut bread was really popular. Uh, it's sort of kind of off the charts. And so many other things have come come in on the you know on the shelves. But um, yeah, um, hmm. yeah, interesting subject. I mean, mass molasses and the Great Molasses Flood. Uh, interesting stuff. The other things that I, I found today, and yeah, kind of a little a lot more disturbing than the molasses. Is this problem the forever chemicals, as they're called, and fresh fish, freshwater fish mm-hmm. uh, across the United States has uh, 
uh, basically been uh, infiltrated with these chemicals, and therefore fish are not are not recommended to be eaten. Um, and it says all so much has been you know so much has leaked into fresh water, though it might appear clean. Um, uh, but it's 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 really very. Uh, well, what if you uh, what if you really what if you really cook it good? Will that eliminate some of those uh, nasty things? Uh, you think? I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, there's certainly it's in the flesh, and they say that the same about large uh, sea sea going uh, fish. You know, like swordfish, large fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a higher. Uh, concentration of mercury oh, yeah, I've heard uh, that. and heavy metals in them. Than, I've heard that. Um, I've heard that for tons, decades. Decades, yeah. But uh, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm troubled to, to hear this because how do you reverse that with so many people, uh, so many people wanting to do things uh, that involve the chemicals that cause the problem? Um, so it's it's a troubling situation at this point. I mean, it's uh, you know you look at that show uh, Yellowstone and you see some of the ads about Kevin Costner's uh, show regarding uh, Wyoming and Yellowstone and say, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have a little bit of uh, Yellowstone in our backyard? <laughs> and, you know, for in our world, um, we've contaminated it to a great extent. So let me, now, before we... I, I say... Well, who do we want? And, you know, we've got a year and a half, two years to figure out who the next president uh, of all of that. And you say to yourself, well, who do you, what do you want to hear from the, from the person who's running for the next office? Well, I got to. Uh, on the topic of the environment and health mm-hmm. and life. I, I got to run now, but I want to ask you one question. Uh, are you still going to eat fish? Not fresh. I, I never eat fresh. Oh, I, don't I, don't eat fish eat, I don't eat fresh fish. Okay. I, I never really, you know, I'm not a fisherman who goes out and catches and eats. If I did fish, I would release it. Uh, but yes, I would still eat. Uh, and I've got to reevaluate. I'm going to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I want to know more about the fish that are being offered in the supermarket. Well, I know I'm, they, call, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords, sustainability, and so mm-hmm. forth. But um, boy, hi. <laughs> Who's going to give you the assurance that that particular fish is free? <laughs> I want you to have a great day, and it's, it's good to hear from you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll go fishing for molasses. Maybe I'll do that. It's easy to catch molasses. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Father Stu, Boston Ben, back for the ninth inning. Hello, BB. What's up, buddy? Well, first, uh, I just wanted to touch on the Mickey Mantle. Story again. You know somebody paid twelve million dollars for a Mickey Mantle baseball card. Can you imagine? I heard it was a lot of money involved. Yeah, a lot of money. It's amazing. That, that, that is a lot of money for a baseball card. If Mickey Mantle only to, knew. I used to collect them just like you. When you think of what Mickey Mantle was paid a year, and he heard that his cardboard sold for twelve million, he would be yeah. astonished. <laughs> it, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. What I was going to say about Mickey was you, you were talking about him this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I told you yesterday his father's name was Matt, and I did tell you that 
maybe you already knew, knew this because you seem to know a lot about Mickey, was that uh, his father taught him how to become a switch hitter. Yep, yep. You knew that, right? They took him in the backyard every day and left, right, left, right. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked. And it, like you said, I couldn't make, make a little pun. It, it didn't really pay off for him, but it did in his day. You know, when, when Mickey first was came up to the Yankees, he didn't do very well, and they sent him back down. But then the next time he came up, uh-huh. bingo. That's right. you, you reminded me of things I've f- forgotten about. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> but one other thing. And this has to do with his, he's from Oklahoma, I believe, and the, the, the neighboring state of Texas. I believe I heard on the news just before you came on this morning that the governor of Texas, I think his name is Greg Abbott, mm-hmm. who was sworn in for another term as governor, inauguration, just like all, most states here, have, you know, like in Connecticut and you know, other states. And I thought I heard the news reporters say he did not mention anything about what happened to the school down there, the Uvalde school. Oh, yeah. So I had my wife check on the computer, and she said she read his whole speech. And he touched upon some subjects. One was the schools, but not Uvalde. And I said to myself, Stu, would that ever happen in our state where we had, and we, you know, regrettably had an incident in a school, and the governor wouldn't mention it in his uh, speech? I, 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 I think, you know, that's something, you know, I don't get it. Well, I, I can't speak for him, but obviously he's, in the past, he's talked tons about it, but obviously he didn't do it in that he speech. He didn't want to talk about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay, still thanks a lot. All right, thank you. A terrible thing that happened at the school. I think many of you know about it. Uh, just a monster came in and started shooting people. Uh, we have uh, 20 minutes after 1 at WICH, and it's a comfortable 50-degree January day. Let's take a further look at the weather forecast. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Mostly cloudy, breezy 50 today, a mostly cloudy night, 32. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow, high of 53. Precipitation is going to develop late morning, may start as a wintry mix, but it'll be pretty much rain tomorrow. Chance of some morning rain showers on Friday, again, maybe a wintry mix, but maybe a peak of sunshine on Friday afternoon, 42. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. I'm floored. I'm floored, too. It feels good to be floored. I'm floored, and I like it. Thanks to Clough Carpet One Floor and Home. Clough for all of your flooring needs. Not just carpet. A huge selection of hardwoods, tile, vinyl, laminate, and area rugs. And Clough installs everything we sell. Clough offers the best service and knowledgeable staff to help you pick the right flooring for your needs and budget. Financing is available for qualified buyers. By the way, thanks to all of our loyal customers for voting 
helping us best flooring company by Reader's Choice for another year. Remember, Clough comes to your home to measure and give you an estimate for free. We stand behind our floors, ask about our Carpet One beautiful guarantee, and get ready to be floored with Cloughs. Family owned since 1972. Across from BJ's on Crossroads in Waterford and at CloughCarpetOneWaterford.com. Clough Carpet One Floor and Home, the one-stop shop for your perfect floor. I love these stories because they're true. Picture this now. A third grader hits a half-court shot to win a game. How old are you in the third grade? You're just a little guy, little girl. Nine-year-old, he's nine years old. Cohen Perinish of Cambria County, Pennsylvania, was recently playing in a grade school basketball game. Third grader hit a half-court shot as time expired. Cohen celebrated by taking a lap around the court and high-fiving coaches, players, and fans. I wonder if they have a tape of that. Wouldn't you love to see that? Welcome to the program. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Turn off the radio and talk to Stu. No? Okay. I'll tell you about a man who wins uh, two lottery tickets. United Press International says Montcalm County, Michigan. A man recently won two lottery jackpots because he has a bad memory. So the man went to a mobile gas station and bought a lottery ticket because he couldn't remember if he had purchased one earlier. So the man picked the same exact numbers on both tickets and won two $55,000 lottery jackpots. (laughs) He says he plans to use his winnings to renovate his home. He said, I checked my tickets and confirmed I had won. But I thought that I'd won 55000 on each when I called the lottery, and they confirmed both tickets were 110000 A feeling of relief came over me. The prize money will go towards some home renovations. Because he forgot he got the ticket, and then he bought the same one again, and, uh, and he won twice. Sometimes a little lapse of memory can be okay, maybe in those situations. It's time to save big on the number one selling farm tractor in the world at Dubay's Tractor Center, just off Cucumber Hill Road on the Connecticut Rhode Island border in Danielson. Get the Emacs for the minimum. The Mahindra Emacs 20S is powered by the quiet and reliable Yanmar three-cylinder diesel engine. And the Emacs 20S model comes with the industry's first seven-year limited powertrain warranty. It's affordable with low-rate financing available. Buy now and save an additional $1,000 with the power package. Three Mahindra implements with tractor. Choose from a loader, a backhoe, a 54-inch mid-mower, a snowblower, rake, and more. Stop in today for a test drive of the amazing Emacs 20S at Dubay's Tractor Center, 65 Dubay Drive in Danielson, your local Mahindra tractor and implement headquarters. Celebrating 47 years of selling and servicing the finest in outdoor power equipment. Check them out online at DubayTractor.com. 
You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. And our time is 128. No, it's 126. Excuse me, I'm jumping the gun. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, good mo- Good afternoon. I went for my eye exam and everything, and it's fine. Good, good, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah, And And uh, I have to tell you, I'm going to uh, a new eye doctor over there, same group, mm-hmm. and she's wonderful. She is wonderful. Did your eye doctor uh, retire or something? Or? No, do- Dr. Shaw. Um, mm-hmm. I, I when I had my accident in, in September, yeah, I couldn't get there, and and they they put me with this other doctor, and I like her very much. Her name is Dr. Renee Reynolds, and she's wonderful, and she's the sweetest girl. And she gave you the full examination today? Yes, yes, yes. Boy, I had the full examination a few days ago. It's amazing what they do. I know it. I know it. I don't have to go back for six months. Oh, okay. Great. So that's good. I love, yes. I love some good news. Yeah, I thought I'd tell you that that she's the, she's the latest doctor that they have, and she's wonderful. You know that Dr. Shaw's niece works there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't see her. I, I don't know her. Yeah, I never got to meet her, but he always tells me about her. Yeah, so yeah. It runs in the family. Yeah, it does. Okay. All right. It's good. So to, that's all I have to say today. Good to hear some good news. Thank you. Okay. Love the good news. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, good afternoon, Sue. I had to call you back. What's up, Joey? Uh, you having well, a good day? I'll tell you what's up. Hmm? Hey, listen, man. First and foremost, I'll do Marvin. He used to say that. First and foremost. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love when Patty calls me. She's probably my favorite female uh, girl that calls in on your show, you know? And your ophthalmologist, I get it once a year. I have to go to the VA down in West Haven and sit the girl. And you know what? If you thought you were shortchanged, brother, 30 minutes in and out, I have to go down there. It takes me two hours, but they thoroughly look in my retina. They they tell me everything's going on, glaucoma, all these things. And, you know, I'm 16 now. I don't want to lose my vision, too. Well, do you have back, bad vision? No, no. No one you're crying about. She passed away. She was 84. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened to her? Yeah, she she developed glaucoma, and she had she had the surgery, and she said, Joe, my eyes are so crystal clear. It's amazing what, they, what these doctors can do. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, be true to your eyes and be true to yourself. My father used to say, Joe, 
turn your teeth because it'll be false to you. <laughs> I had to say that. Joe, I didn't understand yeah, I what just, you said. I, I switched it up there. Mm-hmm. Be true to your teeth because it'll be false to you. But mm-hmm. mom, mom, I got coma and, and, and cleaned her eyes. And she said, Joe, I have never had better vision. So anyhow, for everybody who listens out there, I hope they are. It's important. Well, I'm glad you had a good checkup. That's good news. Nothing to get yeah, teary-eyed about. And yeah. Oh, and yesterday I mentioned that to you, too. And, and, and I love how you divide 2020. Yeah, I got 2020 vision, but it's 10 and 10. You're right. You're totally right, man. <laughs> and the deal is, I can look out my window right now and see anything, but I can't. I cannot look at a, a newspaper or any reading material without my reading glasses. Well, me too. My, just about everybody. Yeah, when yeah. you reach a certain age, we yeah, have I reading glasses. Yeah, all that yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for the call, Joe. Take care of yourself. Two good eye exams. Hi, you're on WICH. Hi. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi there. Hey, you can take. I mean, Bosch and Lom and all these different ones make eye vitamins. You get on them, take it for six months, and your your eyes will be, be helped. Um, I wanted to encourage yes, everybody to go out today. If you are interested in sports, and you might have young athletes in the family, shockingly, in the sports thingy in USA Today. Talk about heavy on the heart, and it's talking about high school athletes. And um, well, they're like saying uh, CDC estimates 2,000 healthy people. We're talking about under 25 die every year in a field of cardiac arrest. So it's a great big article about teenage athletes having the cardiac arrest on the field. If anyone wants to read it, but it's very hard to read because the background is red. And the words are white, and it's really weird. Um, and did you see yesterday's uh, day paper? It was like on A2 MLK Day, and it had the, uh, a really nice statue of MLK. I think it was in Washington. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr.'s memorial, I think, in Washington, D.C., and the sky, if anyone has the paper, they probably threw it out. But if anyone has it, if you look at the sky, you will see what I refer to as chemtrails. White lines all over the sky. So in this that is picture. a picture they took of the monument, and you're seeing those lines in the sky. Oh, yeah. Those are what I see right before we get rainstorms and stuff that they predict. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing. You're going to hear it. Oh, boy, Dan Bongino, he is on fire. Tucker Carlson probably will be tonight, but there's more that meets the eye on the documents. They're all about the Ukraine from his inside information. Tucker Carlson was tremendous last night. He was, I wish people could give him a chance because you're going to hear things nobody else dares to say, but uh, he was terrific last night. I well, know that. Dan Bongino is calling the Ukraine a piggy bank. Now, whatever he means by that, he knows, I don't know. Um, and, right, you know, in today's uh, day on A2, I'm looking at these two ladies. They're at that Davos, Switzerland thing. 
And then I realized First Lady Ukraine, Zelensky, whatever her name is, wife of Zelensky, she's there. And I'm like, you know, you got apartment buildings blowing up, helicopters going down, and you guys are all hobnobbing at Davos with the likes of John Kerry calling himself extraterrestrials and everything. I had to listen to the speeches. Those people are kooky. You don't have to to listen to them, Susan. Huh? I said you don't have to listen to them if they get you angry. But all of the conservatives I listen to, you know how they work. They will pick out the nuttiest parts of what these people are saying and make us hear it. So if everyone out there who's a liberal thinks I don't hear what all of their people are saying, oh, yeah, I do, and it's scary. Okay, have a great day, buddy. Thank oh, you. yeah, hey, you too. It's beautiful, sunny out. I, I love it. I love it, thanks. Hi, Hi. W-I-C-H, hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, this is Stu Bryant? Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Oh, okay. I uh, In the London Day today, there's a headline right on the front page, Construction Bids Bring Old Lime, Old Lime Bridge Back Projects closer to finish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They have a they have a bridge to rebuild. It's fourteen and a half feet long. Mm-hmm. Guess how guess how much the contract is. Well, whatever I guess, you'll never come close. Go ahead, try it. Whatever I guess, it's going to be a lot more. That's all I can tell you. How about eight hundred eighty-nine thousand two hundred two dollars? Mm, okay. For a fifteen-foot bridge. That's um. So quite I can a imagine what the gold saw would be cost to replace today, huh? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you, you know, they, they were just <laughs> no, looking at this, it. This is just a little dinky, rich, you know, fourteen-foot bridge over a, a brook. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some of these construction people are crazy, and some of the towns are crazy to accept them. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's a line. Yeah, bridge and line, fourteen and a half feet long, and it's eight hundred thousand dollars to replace it. So, well, my good man, I think you and I are in the wrong business. Well, these days, these days, nothing will surprise us with the price of things. So, oh, really? No, 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 no. And uh, right on the bottom of the page, TSA, the Traffic Safety Administration, confiscated one sixty-five hundred guns from airline passengers last year. Oh yeah, I was uh, going to talk about that. That's that's scary. All those it's guns. More, it's more than scary. Because, you know, once a plane is airborne, some idiot wants to shoot. He doesn't have to shoot anybody. Just shoot a hole through the side of the plane and see what happens. You know? Yeah, thank God they spotted them. It makes you think, I wonder how many got through. But uh, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, some some of the guns they make now are, you know, they're, they're high, very, very hard to detect because they're all plastic, except for mainly just the barrel. that has to be metal, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I don't know. It's just getting to be a crazy place around here, around <laughs> everywhere, actually. <laughs> I I guess you're right. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, see, see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was a scary story, but good that people are doing their job. TSA confiscated more than 6,500 guns from passengers last year. What are these passengers thinking? What are they doing? Good grief. Unbelievable. Okay. 
TSA agents confiscated 6,542 guns, 88% of which were loaded in 2022, 10% increase from the previous high of 5,972. 2021, by comparison, there were 1,123 confiscated guns in 2010. Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport and Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport topped the list with other airports in Texas, Florida, Arizona, Tennessee, and Colorado rounding out the top 10. Guns were confiscated at 262 airports in total. The agency said maybe people will stop trying to get them on planes if they get arrested. Hmm? What do you think? Maybe arrest some of these people? I don't know what they... Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe there's a tremendous fine. Could be. I don't know what the uh, the uh, way to handle that crime, but serious stuff. Pet owners, homeowners, and wild bird enthusiasts, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. Hi, this is Ambry to say thank you for shopping with us in 2022. We look forward to serving you in our 38th year in 2023. Do you feed the birds? Have a dog, cat, horse, goats, chickens? Heat with pellets, coal, or wood? Snow's coming? Need it curbside or a delivery? We've got you at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington seven days a week. And remember, shopping locally owned and operated stores will help keep America's Strong for all of us. All right, my friends. Um, we played this Ray Romano comedy bit, and I, I kind of shortchanged everybody because um, we ran out of time. So uh, let me play a little more of Ray Romano and um, one of his very first appearances talking about his Italian mom. How are you? Thank you for speaking for the group up here. I come from an Italian house, and it's hard to eat right. Are there Italians here in Montreal? Yeah, wow, quite a few. And you know what, there's more than that here. But they're just, they're, they're on the witness protection program now, that's all. They're, all, they're in the back, they're up in the balcony. Yeah, I come from the very Italian house, the plastic furniture you couldn't sit on house. Did anybody have the museum house? Oh, towels you could never touch. China that no one's ever going to use. Everything in this house is for a special occasion that hasn't happened yet. My mother's waiting for the Pope to show up for dinner one night with Sinatra. Or Chachi, any prominent Italian. And when you eat over their house, there's a technique when you eat over the Italian mother, mother's house. Or the Jewish mother, it's the same actually, when it comes to food. I tell my friends, I brief them, I go, look, when you're done with the meal, my mother's going to try to give you more, okay? Now listen carefully. If you want a tiny bit more, tell her no. Just look her right in the eyes. No, I'm full. Boof! A little bit more, right there. Yeah, and if you want a lot more, you, okay, just a tiny bit more. Boom! Another meal, just like that. You stay one step ahead of her. That's all. And if you don't want any more, you have to shoot her. Yeah, there's no other way. None for me. No, you take a little. No, I don't think so, Miss Romano. All right, back off. Back off, lady. Put it back in the bowl. Put it back. Now hand the spoon to Ray. Nice and easy. She's got a cannoli in her apron. Shoot her. And land one. Don't graze her. That'll piss her off. Yeah, she'll take a bullet and keep coming. Oh, I warmed it up. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Yeah, she won't stop. 
She'll flip it to your aunt. There's always a fat aunt backing her up somewhere. Go get him. Feed him without me. I went to an Italian wedding last week. These are the most annoying things in the world. I don't like any wedding because I don't dance. And if you don't dance, you can't even step on the dance floor without getting sucked into something. <laughs> that, that train always gets me. That annoying people train. You, you don't even realize it. You're like, I'm going to the men's room. I'll be right back. I'm just going to the men's room. Oh! Yeah, you're on a train. That's how that little move started. That's all people that were on their way to the men's room. Oh, I'm never going to make it. Oh, I'm never gonna... Something better happen soon. Yeah. And you can't get off it. You can't just disengage because then you're the conductor for whoever's attached to you right now. I'm going to the men's room. Get off. Get off me. Last stop. Last stop right here. Oh, stay on. I don't care. Stay on. They'll stay on. They'll follow you right in. Hey, where's he going? Hey, what's he doing? Oh, he stopped. He stopped. Oh, shake, everybody, shake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the Italians. My wife is very Italian. We have a little baby now, too. It's very exciting now. I have a year and a half old daughter. Thank you. You're a warm bunch of people. Uh, all right. I'm not gonna bore you. It's the greatest thing in the world. You know what I can't do now? I can't write any new jokes because all I do all day is try to make my daughter laugh. All my comedy's for her. It's frightening. I'm losing my perspective on adult humor, really. I've written one new joke since I became a father. Here, is this funny? What do you think of this? Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi in the balcony. All right, thank God. Yeah. I'm glad you laughed, because otherwise I would have had to come in and rub my nose in your bellies. Yeah. Now my daughter's running around the house, too. That's a whole other thing. You know, you learn to adapt for the first year when they're just crawling. Then when they start walking, oh, it's a whole other life. I can't have a normal phone conversation anymore. Have you ever talked to a parent on the phone? All my business calls are screwed up. Yeah, listen, the 15th, that sounds fine for me. Sure, I just need to know, uh, where do you think you're going with that cookie? <laughs> no, not you. No, I'll be there. I'll be there, but, you know, remember that you're going to fall. You're going to fall! <laughs> no, no, I'd love to come. You know, uh, every time I'm there, I smell cocky. <laughs> I smell cocky when I'm there. <laughs> we bought a phone. We bought a car phone. My wife wants a car phone for no apparent reason. Are they popular in Montreal, car phones? Yeah? They're so annoying. You know, sooner or later, they're going to make a phone into a little chip, a little microchip. Everyone's just going to have it surgically implanted in their ear. Yeah, we're all going to have phones, wherever you go. I got a call coming. I'll be right. I'll be one sec. I got a call. Oh, hi, Joe. How are you? What's up? Yeah. Oh, my other line. Got to put you on hold. Hey, Billy. How are you, Bill? Yeah, I'm talking to Joe right now. I'll put you on conference. Got to talk to each other. Yeah, how are you guys? What's happening? Oh, hold on, guys. I'm getting the facts. One second. It's not kidding. We pretty soon will have a... Everything's getting smaller. W-I-C-H, welcome. Hi. 
Hi, how are you? Okay, thanks. So, I want to I want to talk about this um, the the um, classified papers. Sure. And actually, not even just the classified. Now, have you you've seen pictures of Joe Biden's house in Wilmington, right? Yeah, actually, it's more huge, so than ever huge now. House, mm-hmm. huge house. Okay, so he he campaigned for president from his basement. That basement must be pretty big if that house is that big. You would think that if you have papers, that you wouldn't put them in a garage where you know the the car could come in wet from the rain or have snow on it and leak onto papers. So even if you didn't know that there were classified papers within the boxes, wouldn't you put the boxes like in the basement somewhere safe? Well, of course Instead I would. In your library, in there. And I still have a problem with the fact that his attorneys are looking for the stuff, and the FBI has decided to let the, the attorneys do it, even though the attorneys do not have clearance, um, you know, the high high security clearance. None of this makes any sense. Um, in addition to the fact that they found one paper in, in November and then they didn't look for any others until January, um, none of this makes any sense. It just, it just doesn't. And what else doesn't make any sense and what is really scary to me is all of the young people that are, are dying of heart disease, having a heart attack, having a heart issue. Um, I'm wondering how many of them took the um, vaccines and if that had any, you know, that caused any vaccine. They've accused of the vaccine, but they haven't told how many have actually taken it. So we'd like to know that. But I'd like to know. I mean, inquiring minds want to know. I definitely want to know. I mean, my kids are a little bit older than, than the ones that are supposedly affected with the heart conditions from this. But, you know, it seems like every day a 25-year-old drops dead, a 17-year-old drops dead, a 30-year-old drops dead. Um, you know, and of course, we know about about Hamlin um, has a heart attack on the field. It's just there's at least one a week that have been dying like that. And I'd like to know um, them to do a study to see if how many of them took Three hundred and sixty million people in the country, and I don't know what the percentage is uh, on a yearly or a monthly basis. Uh, all kinds of things happen to all kinds of people, so it does seem no, that there is an increase. I understand that, but it just seems to me, you know, I mean, of course, young people have died. You know, of course, young people die all the time. You know, gang violence. I mean, even that one in what was it, California? They they killed. A family, including a 16-year-old mother and her and her baby, but to see the young people just like they're walking and they drop dead um, with like no reason, um, no symptoms prior to that, um, I'd like them to to study that rather than study other stuff. And I'd also like them to address the debt limit thing. We should not. I mean, I can't. If if I'm maxed out on credit cards or whatever, I can't just go say, "Well, oh, that's okay. I'll just I'll just charge another another thousand dollars." 
I can't do it. Well, it's up to the American people whether they want to take the vaccination or not. I mean, you were hearing this in the news, and uh, obviously it's a slim chance, but it seems like more than other times. And so the question is, will you take the vaccine or not? And that's our choice. Right. I mean, I have taken all of all of them, the, you know, the, the two vaccines, the two boosters. I am fully vaxxed. Um, but I, I support, I mean, like my kids haven't gotten the second booster, or two of them haven't. The third one, he works with public, so he, um, as a nurse, so he, he does. He did take it, but um, I don't blame him for not. You know, because you don't know mm-hmm. until they do a study and find out whether that's. All right, maybe point. we'll get some more I information. I got to run, but thank you. Okay, yep, bye. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi. Um, uh, asking somebody if they had the vaccine or not, it's like asking them, are you Democrat or Republican? Yeah, they don't have to answer, obviously, and uh, I don't generally walk around and ask people if they had the vaccination. No, but I think uh, the way people are today, I think they want to know. Yeah, of course, they want to feel more comfortable with that person. I I don't blame them. Hmm? Exactly. Um, So the other thing I wanted to say was Janet Yellen... She's yelling about the deficit in a few months uh, because they may have to raise the debt ceiling. And here we go. And um, that the consequences could be devastating for um, high inflation rates, um, credit cards, whatnot. So here we go at the end of the rope. These people that are in power were very wealthy, very well paid, but we wait till the last minute, and people are on edge. It, it, it seems to be in the news, um, it's a fear factor to get whatever. I don't know. I have zero. Well, I just want the news. So and uh... what I see... I, I don't like it. I, You know, I don't like it for whatever they're trying to spread for their voting, their communism. All right. I got to run. It's getting too negative here. Thank you. That. I got to go. Thank you. Welcome to What Can We Get Depressed Over? Hmm? We can manufacture all kinds of stuff in our head. Oops, we lost somebody there. Give me a call back. 89-5252 is the number. Just think of jelly donuts and things. Hmm? Yes. We have no bananas. I'm on a banana. The bananas, bananas we have are just perfect. They're perfect bananas. They're not too green. They're not too yellow. It's the in-betweeners. W-I-C-H, hi. Hey, Stu, good afternoon. It's Greenville Pete. Hey, Greenville Pete. Welcome to the program. What can we do uh, for you? Uh, hey, thanks. Say, I just changed the subject a little bit here. Sure. Uh, we got some good things happening in Greenville. This Saturday, there's a company called Demolition De- Depot. They're out in New York City. They own one of the old mills in Greenville. Mm-hmm. And uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock... 
they're opening it to the public just for a tour. And if you want to see large artifacts, the parts of the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, uh, if you want to see amazing artifacts that you'll never see in your life, mm. come 10 o'clock Saturday morning to 2nd Street in Greenville, the old Atlantic packaging mill. It's, tra- it's full of amazing artifacts, and I'm inviting you to. Where do they, uh, how do they get all of these artifacts? The, the gentleman's name is Evan Bloom. He runs a business in New York City. He goes all over the world. Mm-hmm. He goes all over the world bringing this stuff back, and, and the wealthiest people in the world will buy it. Regular people buy it. The movie companies come and take it and use it for props, restore it. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it's one, in, one of a kind, and it's in Greenville, Connecticut. And uh, sad, a Saturday at 10 a.m., uh, they're kind enough to open their doors and run a tour. You show them exactly, you know, the stuff. And, and, and I'm just scratching on the surface. It's, it's amazing. Well, and, that's great. And uh, like I said, you, you, you have an invitation to come. The tour could run an hour or so. It depends. Uh, dress warm, though, because, you know, they're old mill buildings. And it's it's cold in there, but so you do we have, have to make a reservation, or we just show up. Show up in the parking lot. Plenty of parking. 10 a.m. Second uh, Street and Route 12 in Greenville, and you'll go home talking to everybody about what you've seen. And I'll be there too. If, if you want to meet Greenville Pete in person and just get disappointed in what I look like, no, I just uh, want to meet you. That's all. <laughs> You're welcome to come. Greenville Pete, thank you. I wouldn't want any of our listeners to miss that. Everybody's invited. Excellent. You'll, you'll remember it forever. And I thank you very much. It's always a pleasure, and you do a great job. Thanks, you Greenville folks are really a good bunch of folks and do a lot of good things. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. See you. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Hello. Somebody waited that long to hang up on me. Well, I hope it was worth it. Was it exciting? Did you get a thrill? Okay, they want to do another Titanic movie. Movie. <laughs> not for me. A lot of people love that movie. I was not a big fan of the Titanic. But they're going to try to do it again. Only going to make it um, more violent or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Good grief. Mm-mm-mm. Here's something that I don't care about, but maybe you do. Tom Brady's ex-wife, Giselle, has been spotted working out again with jiu-jitsu instructor Joaquim Valenti. Could they be an item? She wore a green sports bra and running shorts, and they ran on a Costa Rican beach. I don't really care about the Brady Bunch, do you? All right. Listen, they're wealthy. They're good-looking people. They're obviously nice people. Okay. We'll follow them wherever they go. I'm sure the uh, photographers are doing cartwheels to get those pictures. Does she have a new boyfriend? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Sounded like Bob Hope. I just won't tell you. Tell you that we're almost out of time. This is an interesting instrumental. I think it was originally a, a commercial. 
And the name of the theme from the commercial is called The Disadvantages of You, which is an odd name. But when you hear this instrumental, you'll say, oh, yeah, I remember that. they were advertising? I don't, but it was a big advertisement background theme. They were advertising Lala's? No. Participation, as always, uh, always look on the bright side of life and be kind to each other. All right? Don't get too down because it's not good for you. Don't eat your vegetables. What else can I nag you about? WICHAM 1310 Norwich 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich. News next.